Hey, listener, what's up? You found episode 125 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Thanks for pressing play. Rugboy joins us for this one as we pay our respects to Gene Wilder and then discuss the latest geek news regarding Deathstroke in the Justice League movie and a huge DCEU rumor dump. Lots of great stuff. Plus, we review the series finale of The Night Of on HBO, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, September 1st, 2016. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jockey Nerd! Hey, what's up, friend? Welcome to the Jockey Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And, you know, we're here, of course, to keep your week full of geek, as always. Joining us also on the show, our favorite bestest buddy, Rug Boy. Good earth to you, Rugs. What's up, dudes? Long time no speak. Long time no hear. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. How you been? How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Okay, no problems with the slack hole. The cotton is nice and fresh and full. Well... I, I can't say my slackle hasn't been beat up a little bit. Oh but, boy, you know, shit! It, it healed, and it's and uh, it's it's not uh, as tight as it used to be. You might need some felt Botox in there. I don't know. Do they have that? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Anthony, uh, real quick, picking up from last week. Did you ever make it to Las Vegas? It was not meant to be. Oh but no! Lame. You let the nerds down a little bit. I know. I know. I, all the nerds with their dicks in their hands <laughs> waiting for stories. We're gonna have to wait a little longer. I think people are dying to find the answer to that story. If you listen to the last episode, uh, if you were a new listener and you didn't listen to last episode, go back and listen. But here's what we're gonna do in this episode. This is our weekly Geekly Digest, where we're gonna discuss some breaking comic book related TV and movie news and rumors and we're going to talk about the series finale of the night of on hbo we talked about the first seven episodes last week we have a finale we can now look at the whole thing as a whole and that'll be a lot of fun and that's pretty much your show we got a little bit of show news at the end and bada bing bada boom we'll be geeking out just like kevin smith on amc only better only better and less commercials and more unfiltered thoughts. Less cuts and hand movement. All right, let's just get to the news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. We got to start with paying our respects yet again, 2016, to a comedic legend, a genius of comedy who passed away earlier this week, Gene Wilder at Whoa. 83. Uh, was suffering from Alzheimer's. Uh, but man, I fucking love Gene Wilder. Uh, Anthony, I don't know if your generation can appreciate the Gene Wilder. I mean, that's kind of a dumb thing to say. Why can't we do appreciate you? What, Gene what, how, where do you, uh, because uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan, but yeah. why couldn't we appreciate it? Well, because he, well, I guess if you grew up, everyone's saying like Willy Wonka is dead. Obviously, that was one of his yeah, like, iconic that, I mean, that's, roles. That's all I got. So. That's think, all you got. I think millennials only know him from the meme, like the the sarcastic looking meme. You know, I think I saw oh, yes. people tell me more. <laughs> that's very interesting. Tell me more. Oh, is that? Yeah. I think people. That's why I saw people posting on social media. Hey, the guy from the meme died. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit, this is a ri- Gene Wilder, dude. Uh, I listen. My story 
right away, the first time I saw Gene Wilder, I was going through, it was in Chicago Public School. I was like eight years old. And this is how old school and old I am. It's one of the schools where all the wooden chairs and desks are bolted to the floor in rows. You ever seen a school like this, Anthony? Oh, yeah. You have? That's old school, right? So this is the school. That is literally old school. Right? It's old school. So one day, all I know is it's a big assembly. They take us into the auditorium. I don't know what's going to happen. We're all there. The lights go down. A screen comes down. And they show us fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I had no idea what to expect. It uh, it left such an indelible mark with me. Like Gene Wilder in there, he scared me and I loved him at the same time. It was so weird, so interesting, so awesome. It blew me away at like eight years old. I'll never forget that movie. Yeah, did, did what do you think of the Johnny Depp one? Did you think it it came close? You or, can't or? hold a candle to the That's Gene right. Wilder Willy Wonka. It's uh, what he I, did with this role, like because Roald Dahl's books are quirky and weird, and he personified that perfectly. Yeah, like I howled that movie in high regard. I was just watching it actually. It's so quotable, but he was uh he had other great roles. Like the, another memory I've had of Gene Wilder is all of his uh, Richard Pryor movies he did from he the eighties. He did like all the movies. So Stir Crazy, I remember a little kid watching Stir Crazy, where Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder are walking through the jail, and then Pryor's just like, "That's right, we bed." And, and while there's a white guy trying to strut, and I always remember that it's hilarious. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's good. Young Frankenstein's where I know him from. Yes. Yes. I mean, every Mel Brooks movie he's done has been amazing. Like the guy killed it with the Mel Brooks movies, with the Richard Pryor movies, with just being uh, his timing and his just quirkiness and weirdness. Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I mean, it goes on and on. Uh, Great stuff. He'll be missed. Uh, But 2016, man, it just won't stop killing people. Great job in uh, Willy Wonka. Creepy as fuck, especially as I got older. And I was like, wow, he's kind of creepy. As a kid, I was like, oh, this guy's really strange. He keeps singing and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Really scary songs. Tastes like schnozberries. And then they like flashing giant bugs and really, you know, disturbing. Is Willy Wonka supposed to be like a trippy psychedelic movie? Like, what was the real? I mean, I don't. I the book. I've read the book, and they added a lot to that. Like they kind of extrapolated this trippy mood from the book. Cause as a kid, you're like, wow, this is a kiddie movie, but then it gets like really weird and twisted. And then as an adult, you're like, this movie's kind of a trip. I mean, it was at the height of acid. I, you know, he's written like Matilda BFG, uh, the just weird kind of quirky books, but they, they like Gene Wilder and they definitely added, uh, like a 70s psychedelic trip to that movie for kids, which is another great thing. Looking back, you're like, you you get to show kids a trippy-ass movie and get away with it. It's awesome. Yeah. He also directed this movie called The Woman in Red. Yes. Was which one of the first movies I saw a lady's bush. You, oh, wait. That's in the movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I think it's the girl from Weird Science. Yeah. Name, the British chick. Anyway. Uh, LeBrock. Was it Kelly LeBrock? Yeah, Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. Right on. Well, look, Gene was awesome. Go watch his movies and remember him. Let's move on to some. Unless you're a millennial, then you can't appreciate Fucking millennials. Look, he's more than a meme, you guys. <laughs> Please just do me a favor. Watch Blazing Saddles. It's impossible something. for you to appreciate these movies if you're a millennial. <laughs> it really is. It's like. Oh, my God. Shut up. It's, it is, dude. <laughs> it's not? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> 
We had some big DCEU news drop all week in preparation for maybe something that's going to go on. Let's start with earlier this week, uh, Ben Affleck, out of nowhere, posts on Instagram a silent video of them sitting, I guess, on the set of the Justice League in London, filming a monitor, watching back a scene with none other than goddamn Deathstroke looking badass. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Uh, and there's no sound, and people lost their shit. You guys, you saw this? What did you think of this? Looked pretty good. I got to say, when I first saw it, I thought it was from the Batman Arkham games. I actually didn't. I thought it looked too... Uh, oh, it looks too polished and shiny. Yeah, it didn't, uh, to me, it looked like it was from the video game. I didn't realize there was actually a reveal of Deathstroke in the movie. But yeah, the internet definitely lost its shit, and I have to say, I would lose my shit too if I hadn't seen the three previous DCEU movies. <laughs> exactly. Along with the fact that Zack Snyder is directing this, I am going to remain cautiously pessimistic on this. Uh, agreed, and now, pessimistic. yeah. I think he's the main villain. Well, that's my question. I thought no. it it it, lo- it looks cool. Apparently, so what he's in apparently is that remember they talked to those guys who went to the set visits. They mentioned a vehicle called the Flying Fox that's going to be in Justice League that carries everything. You can see the Batmobile behind him even. Uh, so he's in the Flying Fox and he looks badass. Is I, is this a cameo? Is this a post credit scene? So then the rumors continued. Uh, reportedly, allegedly, the guy at Heroic Hollywood says. Uh, he's going to be the villain in the Batman solo movie. I don't believe that. Oh, shit. Because I thought that's weird. Why would you use, like, the Joker instead of Deathstroke? No, I don't. I mean, it'd be cool to see a fight scene between Batman and somebody who's badass hand-to-hand combat. That would be fucking sick. So I think they sh- it'd be cool, kind of like uh, Captain America and Batrock. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But- it'd be well, like, a, like a, just a, a fight scene in the movie, and then he's gone. That strokes a tad bit cooler than Bat Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, I feel like that Dead Shot and Death Stroke, they're kind of similar. Yeah. And they, especially since they made them cooler with Will Smith, you know, and made them like a little more beefy. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's going to start to confuse some people. But yeah, if they can introduce him and set him up with just like a cool cameo fight scene, that. Like, he's got to be, be all cool. about the swords, Death Stroke. That's that, that'll. And then you got dead Deadpool. Well, <laughs> this is my next question. Yeah, Deathstroke is uh, you know if you if you don't know he's originally a Teen Titans bad guy. He's kind of the opposite of Batman. He is a, a mercenary. Somebody he takes jobs. So somebody would need to hire him to go after whoever. Well, well there's more to. De- I mean, the the big thing about Deathstroke is like there's this theory that we use an X percentage of our brain. We're not using full capacity ah, of our brain. Yeah. And his whole thing is that he uses 90% of his brain. Ooh, that's a so lot of brain. He's like full max everything. Like I've seen books where he's written and he's taken on the entire justice league at the same time. Damn. He can just anticipate everything. And you bring up Deadpool. And I think I know where you're going. This are people going to confuse the two? Yeah. Or are they going to, once they, they hear his name, rip off. Some yes. Well, which, hear- which is funny though, yes. because Deathstroke is actually the original. <laughs> this is yes. going to be great. Wade Wilson, yes. Deadpool. Deadpool is, Wade Wilson. I can't. I can't wait for this. Once they hear the name Slade Wilson, they'd be like, "Oh, they just ripped off Deadpool." When you're right, it was Deadpool. Is complete. It was the opposite way around. Did they give away who was in the costume? Well, uh, the rumors Ooh, continue. Rumors. Yes, rumors continue, and we we have a. I got an article with a huge rumor dump, but I, we're just gonna break this one now. Rumors continue that it's one Joe Manganiello. 
playing Deathstroke in that costume oh, that it's actually him. I th- and the 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 clues that were given were he's in London right now. He his facial hair has the goatee mustache similar to the Deathstroke. And with a little uh, salt and pepper in there. With a little salt and pepper, throw a, 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 an eye patch on him. He looks just he looks great. He looks like Manu Bennett. And Zack Snyder just started following him on the Twitters. So hmm. those are the rumors. So I like it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, see. what is he? He's been in some good stuff, but I don't really, I can't rate him as an actor, but physically, I like Physically, him. I think it's time for him to get a good uh, superhero role already. I would have tagged him for Lobo personally. He's really Ooh, tall. Good, good. Yeah, and he's ripped. He would he would be good for a lot of that type of character. Uh, so uh, it's nice to see him getting something. Yeah, but like like you said though, I think Deathstroke fans are losing their shit. But I think the general audience is like, who the fuck is this? They may know him from Arrow more than yeah. The he comic got popular because of Arrow too, yeah. and and if you look at the um, you're going to the that stroke fight. Yes, have you seen this? uh, Was that from the video game? This was a commercial for the video game directed by Deadpool's Tim Miller. It's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I I saw. I remember seeing that when it first came out. Everyone was losing their shit. So I actually think Deathstroke. While I'm getting all these confused, I know there's too many dead fucking names. Is uh, more well known than you would think, just because of the video game and then because of the Arrow. And now he's going to be in Justice League, but I think he's a little bit more more well known than like a Deadshot, who no one knew who the fuck he was until Will Smith was playing. Yeah, listener, I will post the link to this video in the show notes, shockingnerd.com slash one two five. If the hand to hand combat is anything like in this video, it's going to fucking kick ass because that's, that's what you need for. I want to see Batman hand to hand with the guy with swords and uh, fast action, fast. Doesn't that fight scene. picture that Ben Affleck tweeted out look like the video game? Like to me, it looked like the video. Game. I mean, like, it, if you watch this fight scene, it looks almost the same. I, I, you know, or does that mean that video games are just getting that good? They, that's, I, I, that's, well, the video—it's a commercial for a video. It's game. a commercial, oh, so I mean, it is blurring the line, and I'll agree. I, mean, I think intentionally they—they want to put hints of injustice and video game shit in there, like we talked about, to get the people who play video games who are used to this kind of thing. But man, that fucking Batman versus Deathstroke commercial is fucking badass. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's so good. Just make it look like that. It'll be fine. All right. Here's the biggie, gang. Huge rumor dump just posted the other day. Now, when now when is this show coming out, Imran? Okay, here's the deal. Gonna, right now. like huge assholes. Yeah, here's the deal, listener. This is what's going to happen. This is Thursday, <laughs> September 1st. We're going to discuss rumors of things that allegedly, apparently, are going to be revealed Tomorrow, Friday, September 2nd, DC is hosting some kind of large event on their DC All Access Live. Uh, From with- what I read, yeah. they are doing, let's see, they're doing an All Access Live event on YouTube. Like all day long? All day long. Eight hour fucking event. Oh, they're We're doing a little. answering questions and be a little bit more transparent about what they're doing. Um, I think they have to get like a million followers and they'll start the event. Oh, shit. Well, by the time this is out, you hear this listener, all of this will have happened. But I like that they're jumping into the live stream. Like it's very trendy. Now there's, here's a big brand with a huge push. It's called DC all access. Oh, and it's starting tomorrow or September 2nd, Friday, September 2nd at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Wow. All right. Well, well, look, all we got right now is what we think they're going to talk about uh, as posted on Reddit through 4chan. Of course, always all that, that whole channel. 
Uh, let's uh, discuss some of these, some of these interesting all, things. Let's, let's get into all of them. Okay, so listen, us talking about Deathstroke is perfect with this first one. Like I said, he's originally a Teen Titans villain. Uh, so the first bullet point, Cyborg is out, folks. Expect a full Titans flick with Deathstroke as the main antagonist. Oh, shit. Nightwing is in it, though, if that's any consolation. Cyborg won't be in it, but Cyborg will be in the Flash movie as Barry and Vic already know each other in school. This kind of makes sense to me if they're going to introduce Deathstroke this way and then uh, take it to a Titans movie, which is crazy. Wow. Deathstroke was... Uh, well, what do you the think? The Cyborg movie has always been like kind of... Really? They're going to do a cyborg? Yeah, movie? it was the last oh, that, one. Not yeah, and I and I feel like they were they were going to they would dump that in a second if they could figure out something better. Which is like their whole plan is like maybe we'll do these. If not, we'll just scrap them. Well, uh, what's more interesting though is that they're making Cyborg and Flash kind of know each other. Yeah. Like from school and that's never really been a thing in the comics. And no. it's it's weird that he's not in the Titans movie because uh, Cyborg is a big movie. member of the one, the Titans. And it's weird that they're making no nah, I don't have a problem with it per se, but it's weird that they're making Barry and Vic like kind of bros Yeah, when it's always been kind of Barry Allen and Hal Jordan that were the bros. Like having that Yeah, well, there's no Hal Jordan yet. I think right. that's part of some of these rumors. Next one is Deathstroke was offered to a bunch of actors, but it ultimately went to Joe Manganiello. So uh, I guess that, that. Th that's pretty confirmed. Sequel to Man of Steel will be released in 2020. The name Superman will not be in the title. Villain is Brainiac. We mentioned before they're trying to court several directors, including J.J. Abrams, Duncan Jones. Other characters being considered include Supergirl, Superboy. Luthor will be a key character in Brainiac's new origin. Uh, and something about Lex OS. Uh, Brainiac grows out of Lex OS. What do you guys think of that one? What's Lex OS like? His, his yeah. His so what, what Lex? O yeah, that Lex was OS like is what they're doing is he's gonna combine Kryptonian and alien tech to enhance the tech he already has, and then it's just gonna become kind of self-aware. Ah, so it'll be, be maybe. Do you think it'll be like an operating system people like get or, or download, or everyone starts using it, or it's just his? That could thing. be cool. I mean, that it's I like it. It's yeah. grown out of uh, Lex Luthor, and he creates it because. Uh, That'll make him a little bit more, have more cachet, I guess. Well, yeah, and it'll give his character something to do other than being just this uh, weird, bumbling, squirrely uh, guy in the corner. Squirrely going, fucking guy in the corner that, and you're like, wait, he? how did that guy become rich? Yeah, yeah let's, well, There's let's, no way that guy became rich. Let's hope uh, being in prison makes him cool like it did Nas. <laughs> Nas, good, good night of reference, Rags. I he like it. He Lex Luthor. He did, dude. He he went in like a little puppy, came out all thug. So th this is like a long origin of Lex becoming, you know, the the manipulative, uh, confident Lex we know. Uh, next one, Edgar Wright is also being courted for a DCEU project. Give him something weird. Wow. Blue Beetle. Yeah. Oh, that could be good. Gold. Yeah. Give him. Talk about Edgar Wright. Yeah. Give him something uh, wacky. Uh, he'll kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what the <laughs> that boost. Yeah. Like you. Like uh, Rug Boy said, those are some of the ones. I and again, if they're them. like they they're if they can just let the directors do their thing and not interfere, which sounds like they can't. You'll get a good Edgar Wright movie as long as you know just let him do. Yeah, his that's thing. that's like a disaster waiting to happen. It really is. I mean, the what happened yeah. with Ant Man was like the best case scenario. I don't think that would happen at any I, other I studio. Think, this is just my opinion, but I don't think Edgar Wright can play in a sandbox no, no. where you constrain him. Absolutely not. How things are supposed in like a shared universe sandbox. He's gonna want to fuck with things. And he, I think he needs that. Actually. Really? 
because Edgar Wright, if you watch his movies, they're all the same. Like they're all the same shots. They're all the same jokes. Yeah. All the time. And like, not that they're great. He, you know, his timing is impeccable, but he is getting a little stale with repeating himself. Like if you watch Shaun of the Dead and then uh, the, what's the one where the, the end of the world. Yeah. Or the world's end. Hot fuzz. The yeah. They all have the over. same exact jokes. You can even find a meme. A YouTube bit, Edgar Wright, <laughs> oh, like no. bits, and then they'll take the same bit and show you from every movie how he. Oh it. no! You know what? You could track that back to that that show, Space. He did with uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. A lot of the stuff they. Oh, are you saying that maybe there. like if he had a little oversight and someone kind mm-hmm. of being like, "Hey, you're doing that." Guide too much, him. I, I think him. that he's in his wheelhouse a little too much, and he's comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Shake him Kinda up a like little. Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay is like a one trick pony and does the same shots, yeah. but. Edgar Wright has way more talent in his like uh, yeah. a booger. <laughs> but Michael but Bay but, but rugs. Where is the line? Because you could say the same thing about Tarantino. Where is the line? But between this is the guy's style, or he's just uh, pulling the same quotes I think over. And comedy over. it gets stale. Action it doesn't. Mm, as okay. Much. Okay. Uh, next bullet point. They're trying not to make Justice League feel overcrowded, but it's very clear that there's a lot they're working with already looking to be a long movie. They know they can't cut a ton of stuff and to repeat past mistakes. Sounds like they're learning. Justice League's villain is Steppenwolf. As you all know, the League fights parademons for a good chunk of the film. Lex is let out of prison and gets the public to love him. He tries to manipulate the public into hating heroes like Batman and Superman, but it doesn't work. Lex helps Steppenwolf come to Earth in exchange for technology and knowledge. Lex is very manipulative and much calmer than he was in BVS. See, that's what we're saying. He's also much scarier, in my opinion, of this writer. There's a funny scene after the League is assembled where Joker and Harley are committing a crime and they expect Batman to show up when the whole League arrives. It's really funny and Joker and Harley just stand there not knowing what to do, kind of like, well, shit moment. Later, the League gets their asses kicked by Steppenwolf, but then Superman returns and weakens him. The full Justice League then works together to defeat Steppenwolf in an awesome climactic fight, reminiscent of the big fight scene in The Avengers. Superman has a beard, long hair, tattered, scorched-looking black suit, and is thin at first. Not as thin as Flashpoint Superman, but still thin. During the fight with Steppenwolf, you see his full strength return with each swing, and with each second he's in the sunlight. Green Lantern shows up at the very end of the film, may even be moved to a mid-post-credits scene. There's a Full dark side tease in the end. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. There was so wow, much shit in there. A lot. That's a lot. First of all, Batman and uh, I mean Harley and Joker gonna cameo. I'm having trouble with that one. That's a lot of shit to shove in here. I like the scene that they mentioned. That. I like that scene. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of that scene. I just don't think you're gonna pay uh what's her name? Uh Margot Robbie and Jared Leto for like 20 in, seconds or whatever. For like 20 seconds. Although they did have the Joker in there in Suicide Squad for about 20 seconds. So anything's possible. That's a lot. This is an overstuffed movie. Okay. And then. Sounds like a lot's going on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, what's his name? Cavill. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill Instagrammed a, a, a close up of a black costume. Yeah. This, I got a lot to say about that. Okay. So what do we think of him coming back in this emo, long hair, mullety, black Superman look that we've seen in the comic book, right? After he Let came out. Let me ask you college? guys. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys ever like that black suit? Was no. that a cool thing from no. the nineties? No. Oh, I barely remember. What about no, it wasn't. It wasn't a no, thing. It wasn't. But I let me just say this. Okay. If if that thing that they 
that he's wearing is some kind of like Kryptonian burial shroud. Oh. And he's he's in the ground and he hasn't had time to shave. Yeah. And his hair grew long. Then it makes sense in that context. Yes. In the 80s, it was just long because the Jurgens liked long hair. They just tried something different. They're like, eh, hey, let's make him hunky. Yeah. Like they a fucking. Mullets. Yeah, yeah. It was the mullet. He wanted it to be Fabio. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I like that though. If it is in context, that does make sense. If it's just like because his hair would have grown, he would have had a beard, and everything's tattered. You know me, like I'm the first one to criticize shit like this, but like you, if you think about it and you extrapolate it into the scene, it might work. Okay. I love I'll the- just say that. Let me just say this about the black suit because I, I was getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, no one thought that suit was fucking cool. No. I, no, I know, I know, I know that. What, I, I understand Lame. what Broadway's saying. Like, it, if 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 works, if it works in the film, and if they can make it seem like this was a natural thing, then maybe. But come on, dude. Zack Snyder is just being retarded. No one, no one ever no. liked the black suit on Superman. He just he wants to like. As hell. He wants to pay an homage to like every single fucking thing. This, this, this isn't like Spider Man, where everyone was like, "Man, I yeah, really want exactly. to like in the black suits." No one's ever been like. Man, Superman in the black suit, that's what I want to see. I film. don't think people even know that there was a black It was like for a year. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Is that there was, any that's... other Superman suits that you'd like to see, though? No, no it's classic. He's got so he doesn't the, need... he's, his suit's been so iconic. It's classic. Really he doesn't know. need armor. He doesn't need any uh, additional things. Maybe you want to see some of that shit torn off when he gets into a huge yeah, fight, like yeah. maybe like a peck showing. Maybe he takes the cape off every now and then because he's like, you know what? This is just going to get in the way. Let's get rid of this cape. Cause you don't need the cape. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Who knows? I, I like the bit about him getting stronger with every swing in the sun. That's kind of a very poetic image. And then fucking Green Lantern. Uh, we're we you know there's six of them. We're like, where's the seventh? It could have been Martian Manhunter, but Green Lantern would be the seventh. But if he's in this, and then where does Deathstroke fit into all this shit? And then there's a dark side tease again. Okay, so the next bit goes on. There's a full dark side tease at the end of Justice League, but Justice League 2 may or may not use dark side as the villain. The biggest concern is comparisons to Thanos. They may hold Which off. Which is and- funny because dark side was before. Again, Thanos. dark side first. Again, if you go back to listen to our Marvel versus DC show, the conclusion yeah. is DC does it first. Marvel sometimes does it better, even though they don't do it first. They improve on the idea. They may hold off and use him further down the line once the dust has settled following Infinity War. So they really want to clear from that whole thing. Other villains being considered are the Injustice League, the Crime Syndicate, and the Society. They really want multiple villains for the sequel for some reason. Tower of Babel is also being discussed as a possible plot. Which, uh, Tower of Babel, the awesome story where Batman, they find out Batman has a fail safe for all of them who's the villain in that there isn't oh it was Roz. yeah Mm, interesting justice league they could definitely do a tower of babel and have it be any sort of villain that finds out these things yeah you could fit any one of those guys in there oh that's right because Roz is the one who like blew the whistle on him man um if they did the injustice league I don't want them that to do be, that. That'd be fucking. That's a video game. Man, Stick to comic ambitious. book storyline. Well, no, do you know what the Injustice League was? What was it? Wasn't that the? Um, oh wait, the Injustice League and the Crime Syndicate. This, oh wait, I'm getting these confused. Yeah, I think the, the Crime Syndicate was like their evil. That Earth yes, from Earth, and then the Injustice League was all the villains just combining together. I would love to see them do the Crime Syndicate. Rugs, you have a preference over any of these? I don't know. I think definitely not the crime syndicate, the ones where it's, where it's the evil versions of them. Yeah. 
I would rather see. <laughs> I like that. Immediately backed off his point when Rugby said. Th- I would. That's Chizola. It's. It, I guess it would be a little hokey, but they did it at the end of the new Fifty Two, and it, I, I kind of, did, I dug it because they were different. I mean, in the comics, it's one thing; in yeah. the movies, yeah. it's another thing. Yeah. I just hate seeing the same like mirror image of the same so, guy. Yeah. Like the only time it works for me is Venom, because Venom is a some is a little something more than Spider Man. Right. It's an alien. It's not Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. It's like an alien that took his powers. So it's okay for me. And it, and it does all this crazy other shit too. So, but I hate mirror images. I hate that. Uh, uh, Who knows if Justice League 2 will get made? Yeah. Justice, okay. So they're saying Justice League 2 will be pushed back to the end of 2019 to make room for Justice League Dark, which they're going to have to change the title and wasn't it called dark universe, universe because justice league dark is gonna fucking confuse everybody uh dark universe i don't really like either because it doesn't really say anything no, i don't know doesn't. i don't know what else they could title it you would be okay with justice league dark rugs i think i don't think they'll do it they'll be like people are gonna get confused i don't think they should call it justice league at all i think they should call it something else make up a fucking name yeah i think they're well, gonna that, that's what it's, they call it in the comics yeah. that's why the people are considering it yeah i know yeah i know justice league dark is real lazy it's it's like again it works in the comics but because in the comics you know for those you don't know you got justice league unlimited you got justice league of america you just have justice league about justice league of league darkness dark. league of extraordinary dark gentlemen them yes. <laughs> uh people are stupid they're gonna get confused come up with a better name next one aquaman will release august 2018 the villain is Black Manta, though as far as I know, he has not been cast yet. The concept sketches do show the full suit, which made me very excited. They want Black Manta to be a Darth Vader-esque character. I love that. That's awesome. In that his voice and presence is intimidating and terrifying, even when he's not fighting. Here's the part I don't like. Aqualad is in it. Uh, Lame. And serves his father for a good chunk of the film. He eventually switches sides and helps Aquaman. There's a cool fight scene planned where Aquaman and Aqualad fight Black Manta's army before Aquaman goes off to fight Black Manta in the end. I guess you need Aqualad. I just hate his name. This is the stupidest yeah, fucking if name. They call him Aqualad. I'll shit my pants. It, you can't either. take a movie they, they seriously. They won't call him. Uh, I mean, his. They call him Calderon. Right. That's and, way better. Use yeah, and like that's a fucking awesome name. It's a great name. And in the Young Justice, he is Calderon. Do that. I only didn't like it because Aqualad, it just, uh, Aquaman is ridiculous enough. You can't fucking use the Aqualad. So I want to get to Black Manta being Darth Vader-esque. Yes. Which his suit is kind of Darth Vader-esque anyways. I, I bet they were inspired by it. Yeah. So like, I like that. I mm-hmm. mean, and if you can get him to like, have a real booming voice underneath that mask. That'd be fucking awesome. I would love it if we don't even see who he is. Like, remember in comic books, the villain for for issues, 20, 30 issues, you never knew who the villain was. Like, they did that in Spider-Man with the goblins all the time, and it was a great ongoing mystery. I feel like they haven't done that really in the movies. Like, nobody's doing that. Because in the movies, if you do that, you need an awesome payoff, and they haven't even introduced It's too short to do that. who who the guy is, so it's just too short. He has to be someone's father. Yeah, yeah. well, he is cool somebody's payoff. father. But he could still be the dude's father. Well, I guess that's giving him his way. That, he could be the dude's father, but then show nerds him. like us would be like, we know that's his yeah. father. Yeah. So I would love one of these villains to just surprise, just surprise. take a risk and keep it a mystery. And like, we have no idea who it is. And it becomes part of like the mystery of the, of the thing. Uh, Flash's release date, March 2018. Villains are the rogues. We talked about this last episode. Led by a really... 
creepy Captain Cold. The film is going to be really fun, but Captain Cold is strange. Creepy is really the best way I could describe it. I'm not entirely sold on the concept, so hopefully it'll work better on the big screen. He wears a sleek mechanical suit that has the same color scheme and pattern as his comic book incarnation. They noticed how fans love the Speed Force scenes in the show and hope to put their own spin on something familiar. I'm okay with the creepy Captain Cold. He, he's a villain. I, I don't like it. No? I don't, I don't like Because creep. I've never thought of Captain Cold as being creepy. Like, does he mean like pervy creepy? I don't know, but when you think creepy, or you Joker go, uh, creepy, Captain Cold's always been like a just a, a criminal that's loyal to his buddies. I mean, and he's not yeah. really a killer either. He's just a criminal he, and looking yeah. to make some money. He really is just creepy. like a street level guy. Maybe yeah, he's like really into Christmas. <laughs> all <laughs> the <laughs> all the other rogues are actually more creepy, in my opinion. Like Heat Wave and like. Weather Wizard huh. and the the, tra- the, pr- the prankster, those are creepy fucking villains. Not Captain Cold. Captain Cold's like the, the straight guy compared to everyone he else. He kind of is, and Wentworth Miller made him smarmy. So well, no, we- well, not, I don't like <laughs> Maybe he's like a, a pedophile in an ice cream truck. <laughs> that's what I think he's getting to. That's what oh, no. Captain Cold is going to be. He's gonna that's, be- <laughs> that's Arnold level. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. That could go. You're right. That could get really cheesy. Uh, next bit is about the Batman film right now called the Batman, though they're considering other titles will release October 5th, 2018. They should just call it Batfleck. <laughs> they should call it Batfleck one. Uh, yeah. cur- current plot has black mask as the main villain, breaking other villains out of Arkham to kill Batman. Joker and Harley have a subplot involving a bomb to blow up all the inmates. Once Batman recaptures them, all that results in Harley leaving the Joker because of the abuse and Batman trying to rehabilitate her. Deathstroke is sent in by Waller to help contain the situation so she can use them for her own means, but Batman fights Deathstroke and promises Waller that he's coming for her next. Deadshot is also in it, holy fuck, but leaves the asylum to be with his daughter instead of getting his revenge on Batman. There's a really cool scene where Black Mask lines all the villains up and asks who will join him to get revenge. This scene will focus a lot on Deadshot's reactions, making it clear he wants only freedom. Many of the villains get away in the end, with Batman promising to hunt them all down. The film will end with Batman overlooking Gotham and seeing one of the B-list villains yet has yet to be decided committing a crime. Huh. What do you guys think about that plot? It sounds like the plot of a video game. It sounds like Gotham a little bit, like the TV show. Uh, I, I actually, if they're able to pull it off, I kind of like it because we've never seen all these villains no. at the same time. Well, it's kind of exciting. Uh, and, a different and if, kind of Batman movie, definitely. Yeah. And it, I mean, if they're going with the Batman's been around forever, it would make sense that he's dealt with all these people. So if they're able to pull it off, I think it'd be... Uh, Hella interesting. I do kind of like that they're all aware of him. They all kind of have a beef with him. Now, look, they saw how popular Will Smith is. They got the dead shot. They got the Harley Quinn in here to see Deathstroke, Deadshot, Joker, Harley, Black Mask, and other fucking villains And uh, in the Batman movie would be really fun. Maybe they just like get like really weird Batman villains like Firefly. And like Professor Pig. <laughs> oh, Professor like, Pig like the and weirdest Toad? weirdest fucking villains ever. Those are great. <laughs> Playface. But see, it's dangerously tipping to like the Gotham TV show uh, tone a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The Gotham TV show, I mean, they'd, ha- they'd have to try really hard. To yeah, try to that's that. true. Wow. I don't, that's, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, anything that makes you think that they go to that, that far to camp. 
Go ahead, Rugby. I'm sorry. It's it, well, it's interesting in this post Suicide Squad, you know, DC universe. Anything can happen now. You yeah. got fucking crocodile people. Yeah. You got uh, Harley Quinn. You got a dude who jumps in the air with ropes and get his head blown off. <laughs> Not like, anymore. You got everything yeah. going on. So you got uh, meta humans. You got magic. They can really yeah. just. And I I I like you can just jump in, hit the ground running. Uh, everybody knows uh, Batman. So and- it's cool, and that's in that way that um. They've introduced all of this fucking weird ass shit that's normal in the comics, but in the movies might come off weird. Yeah. So they've been able to kind of toe that line, which is an accomplishment in it of itself. So hopefully they can actually play with this. Cause and it, make yeah. It work. And in terms of like connecting and building their universe, uh, this is a good move. That's kind of what you want. I would love to see a Batman movie where he just is like, it's not about him and his psychosis and all this other shit. It's just about him. Kicking ass. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. You know, I mean, you forget that how, uh, until like Batman Begins, uh, the movies were never about Batman. <laughs> they were about the villains, and it was really fucking annoying. I hope this uh, doesn't uh, fall under the same kind of thing. The thing is, they make Batman like uh, like Jason from like Friday the 13th. Like he shows up and yeah. then, like, you know, yeah. Lo- and he's kind of like the bad guy. They're running afraid of him. This is the know? machine, an urban legend machine. Yeah. I like that. The right. Terminator, you know. I, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Ben Affleck can do with it. I've, I liked his film. I liked uh, The Town. Absolutely. Argo, so. Can't wait. 2018. Uh, the next bit of news uh, uh, mentioned somebody we talked about. Was that the last episode with David C. Hayes? Uh, everybody's least famous uh, Dracula, Luke Evans. <laughs> Actor Luke. Who? I don't. I just still don't know. I kind of know what he looks like. Luke Evans was approached to play Sinestro in the Green Lantern oh, Corps. Shit. That's a great casting, right? He's, he's got. He's got the head for it already. He definitely has the point. He has like the pointy chin, big head, egghead thing, right? And you need like the widow's peak sort of thing going on. Rugs, that's a good pick. Uh, he, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he looks I mean, the part. I like Is him as an actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he's good. Uh, and um, he's kind of like a tall guy too, isn't he? Yeah, he, he was in. Uh, he's, he's six the feet Fast even. And the Furious too. He was a, a villain in that, and he was appropriately intimidating. Six yeah. feet, six foot even. Uh, Fast and Furious, Furious Seven, The Hobbit, Dracula, and Told. Yeah. Oh, it was in the Immortals. Ugh, movie's horrible. Uh, Clash of the Titans. I liked, uh, what's his name? Mark Strong was that his name in uh, the first Green Lantern film? He was great. He was. He looked just he like Sinestro. Too, but like this guy look, kind of looks like Sinestro too. So uh, continuing on, it says, "Not sure if he agreed." The film will be lighthearted and fun. They're modeling the tone after old cheesy sci-fi serials. As of right now, the villain will be Sinestro with a tease of atrocities towards the end. Subject to change, however, they want to explore the various Lantern Corps with this film and the sequels. Fucking a, bring it on! Don't fuck it up this time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I was always looking forward to a Green Lantern film, and mm-hmm. that one in 2011 really fucking let me down. So that may be. Did you ever watch the animated series? Yes, it's awesome. Yes. I That's loved what it. Green Lantern should be. Yes, perfectly. Yes, it was space adventure, great tone, a lot of heart, great uh, relationships, characters. Why can't they just do that? Like they need like Green Lantern's off doing shit like in the universe, being a space cop. And then he gets tapped whenever the Justice League needs a big, heavy hand, you know? Yeah. So that should be the way it is. He shouldn't be just, like, sitting there in the Justice League, like, just, like, twiddling his thumbs, waiting to do something. And he, I mean, in What the ch- film really missed on Green Lantern is they kind of made him, like, angsty Spider-Man. Yeah. 
where it was like he was questioning his place, questioning like, should I be a hero? And it's like, no, that's not Hal Jordan. No, nope. Hal Jordan literally gets the costume. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got like this kind of false bravado because he wants to like prove that he's better than he is his father, and he's worthy of becoming like his dad. So he's got this like showmanship to him. And he's, he's got not, fighter like, pilot jeans, man. Yeah, and he's not sitting around moping. No, yeah. these guys are confident hot dogs. But a little insider uh, info, listener. I believe we've officially locked down uh, Sean uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern for our next "What the Fuck Happened" edition. Oh, uh, so uh, that'll happen sometime soon. <laughs> cool, <Nice> <laughs> but that'll be a good one. Okay, uh, they want to do something fresh and new to revamp Black Adam in Shazam. From what I've heard, Dwayne Johnson has been in constant communication about what they could do to make this film better. Billy is also a huge. Justice League fan, and he meets them at the end of the film as Shazam. I like that. I like I like playing up that the kid is like really into the Justice League. Oh, sure. He'd be like, these are my superheroes. And I like the idea of Billy being this kid that is just an overgrown kid in a Superman body, basically. Yep. Yep. He's still acting like a child. I've always liked the Shazam. Uh, so they things. wanted uh, The Rock for Shazam or Black Adam? No, he's Black Adam. Oh, he's Black Adam. He's the villain. You need a similar shaped guy to play Shazam because again, these guys. For Shazam too, he would. But but this is another case of like the villain is the mirror opposite of the fucking hero again. But that's just how this Shazam thing works. Well, sort of. I mean, they both have similar powers, but a Black Adam's like this old king that doesn't realize. Oh yeah, king anymore. Oh yeah, Shazam is this kid in a grown man's body having fun that they've passed on the magical mantle to. So the personalities are wildly different. Yeah. No, I would love to see that guy full grown uh, Shazam acting like a, a little insecure kid. Like that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Misha Collins, Channing Tatum, Milo Ventimiglia, Stephen Yoon, and Jake Gyllenhaal have been approached for various roles. Stephen Yoon, get Stephen Yoon a big blockbuster role. He could break through the Asian wall, people. <laughs> Those are all names. Sure. Those are all great names. Rob Lowe was approached to play one of the villains in the Flash film. They apparently really want him to play a villain. Who the fuck would he play? Rob Lowe. Weather Wizard. Mirror Master. One of those fuckers. Well, he definitely looks in the mirror a lot. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would work. Um, Emily Blunt, Rosamund Pike, Alexandria Daddario, and Jessica Chastain have also been approached. Man, they're uh, looking at some Alexandria Daddario? Yeah, who's that? She's so hot. Really? She's so hot. Old There's please. pictures of her with her titties out. She's oh, so hello. Have you ever seen that that uh what is that? Uh the cop show with uh True Detective. True Detective. Oh, she was uh in that's right. Oh her, yes. She's so hot. Yes, and they definitely made a discovery on that crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's in the new Baywatch too. That's gonna be coming out. Makes sense. She's got kind of the Carmen Electra look. I think she's a lot better actress. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's actually pretty talented. Yeah. Right on. Uh, expect full trailers for both Wonder Woman and Justice League, emphasizing the fun of these movies. The Wonder Woman trailer shows the villain a little. Also expect a bunch of announcements regarding casting, release dates being moved, a few new films being added to the slate, plans for DCEU shows, and DCEU animated movies. Uh, no shows or movies will be announced, just that they are making stuff that tie in and more. Going off that last bit, they're planning on bringing the DCEU shows to HBO exclusively. Ideas being tossed around include Birds of Prey, Nightwing, The Question, heavily considered as being the first, The Phantom Stranger, Zatanna, 
And Dr. Fate. Let's spend a little, just a, a minute or yeah. two on this, because this is actually kind of big. Yeah. What are your, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, DCEU kind of creating their own Netflix stuff, but exclusively to HBO? Because uh, HBO is kind of making a comeback with yes. The Night Of. Yes. And they have Game of Thrones. Yes. And they, you know, they were popular with The Sopranos. What do you guys think? Westworld is picking up buzz. I think it's really smart because Marvel is locking down Netflix. Marvel has got a show on Hulu. They are starting to take over streaming services Except for HBO, like. But they- the thing is with HBO, like Netflix, they, I don't understand what their whole way of doing things is, if how what it needs to be to be successful. But HBO like pulls shows off all the time that don't do well. They cancel shit right away. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's a mm. dangerous territory. They they have to hit it out of the park. I think they're trying. HBO is trying to push their app. HBO Go or the their streaming, their streaming service. service. Yeah, they're really trying to push that. And HBO at one time was considered like the premium channel to have with its boxing. Yep. They had the best boxing fights, the yep. best movies, yep. and the best TV shows. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it still does have. They like, do. Still yeah, it still does. Out. Yeah. I mean, the Night of did a good job filling in the, what do you guys the Game think of Thrones of all these slot. Possible shows. I, I think Nightwing could work. A Nightwing fucking adult, the Nightwing show at HBO would be kind of awesome. Because Dick Grayson gets laid a lot. Yeah, yeah, it could be brutal. The question would be really. Uh, the question. Some of these would be really weird. Nightwing could be their Daredevil on HBO if you think about it. Oh, totally. It really Nightwing. That, that's who he is. Yeah, that's this is pretty smart for them to uh, try but to get. You think HBO. it's it's actually like a detriment not to have someone that's Batman adjacent? Like you have that Gotham show on Fox that's Batman adjacent, and there's no like real Batman I think, in there. I think this is different because I think Nightwing is established himself now as just being a standalone hero at, by now. Here's a, a pro to being on HBO, and let me know if you follow my logic. So Marvel does the Netflix thing, and they'll release all the shows at once, obviously. So the, there's buzz around you know Daredevil or Jessica Jones for like a week, right? and then everyone stops talking about it. But on HBO, if they follow what that format's traditionally been, where they release one show a week for eight, ten weeks, the conversation is longer. Yep. So people are talking Absolutely. about DC a lot longer yep. than normally would, especially if these shows are good. So maybe that's a good idea strategically so that DCEU is in the conversation of pop culture for a lot longer. That's a good point. I yeah. can see that. And I actually agree with that whole thing. With It's one and done. You could like right. two days, you can do a whole binge watch. And it's not quite the same experience. I mean, I like it better sometimes, but yeah, it does fade out of memory fast. It has legs to some extent because I still every day run into people I turn on to like, oh, you got to watch Daredevil or they're like, I'm watching Daredevil now. I'm watching this now. So it's a slower word of mouth telephone, you know, game. Yeah, uh, but, but I I think you lose some of the and I I prefer the the binge watch too. But you I think you, like especially now we're gonna get into Night of later. But yeah. man, people were talking about the Night of every week. Yeah, and yeah. did you watch the Night of? Yeah. Did you watch the Night of? What yep. would you think? Yep. So if especially if it's a great show, yeah, eight to ten weeks of being in the conversation, I think really helps the brand. You can't, yeah, you can't beat that. I mean, Walking Dead does it every week. Dead, uh, everything on HBO Sunday Sunday night is the night to put the show on because Monday morning. The, whoever's talking about these Water shows wins. Fun. Yeah, but then you have shows that no one even watches, like like Outcast or Mr. Robot. Like I love Mr. Robot. I can't find anybody else who watches. I that. watch it, but like Outcast was on. I think it was in Cinemax. I, it was uh yeah no it was Stars. I I or I watched the first episode. Uh, it was uh Kirkman, and- dude. Outcast is weird. Robert Kirkman was writing this book. He's twenty issues in, and it gets picked up, and it, it turned into a TV show. 
Yeah, and it's the same guy who does Walking Dead, who's knocked it out of the park and made like a whole movement. No buzz on that though. Cin- and Cinemax. Cinemax. It's kind of like it's kind of like Preacher in a way. It's a guy. You think it hurts because it's on Cinemax, which is basically Skinemax, and everyone thinks that channel's kind of that show uh, that uh, channel. I think I think that doesn't help. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they have Banshee, and that's a people on a lot of people. Never heard of it. Oh, Ironically, yeah. Cinemax is owned by HBO. Yes. Oh, shit. HBO's uh, little, little daughter. Uh, Rugs, <laughs> I, I got to agree. I thought more people would be talking about The Outcast because I gave it a shot, and I was like, oh, there's potential. Let's see if people talk about it. Nobody's fucking talking about it. Yeah. I Nothing. mean, there's not much to talk about. Is it? Not, is it good? It's, I mean, it's a decent show. Okay. Well, if it, you like that type of shit. It was released in the same summer that Night of and Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the winners clearly and preacher like it came out the same time preacher came out. So it was uh, just overshadowed. Okay, there's a couple of bits more. We'll finish this up. The animated films will show what some of the characters are up to during the events of other films. Wow, that's weird. To me. But yeah, they're now going to tie in to the animated movies. More. I know Star Wars does that, but rugs. Do you like that stuff? DC with, never did the that. animated movies being tied into real live action. Um, it doesn't. In Star Wars, it kind of works, but okay. it's. The Star Wars does like a whole series about these side characters that are in continuity. Yeah, that works better. And it's and if and the stuff is already passed, like this shit already happened already in right. other movies. Right. So then they they can take that skeleton and work inside of it. Mm-hmm. I think this way it's a little bit more dangerous because there's nothing set in stone. Yeah. And all of these moving parts are are, are are being developed at the same time, and it can get sloppy. Dude, I think this is a really stupid idea, because look at how much trouble Marvel has, where they're like, look, production schedules, we've locked this guy down, this shoots all at once. It's Now you're dealing with an animated film that takes years, where so yeah. many things could change. And you know that it has no respect Yeah, in, 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 in the, in the eyes you... of a person who's making a real movie. Well, yeah. They're going to be like, fuck the cartoon. Yeah, why would they? I not would only not. Does it have no just, respect in the eyes of the person making the movie. It still has a lot of respect to gain in terms of regular people watching the movie. Yeah, like, I know D- Pixar has done a lot for animated films and DreamWorks, but as a casual fan, I don't know if I'd be like, I have to watch this live action film yeah. and then watch an animated film, and it's going to be in the same universe. Like this doesn't even look the same. Now, are they talking about? 3D animation or just 2D? Uh, I, I mean, I would think they're continuing with their, their 2D animation yeah. that they've been okay. doing. <laughs> Which, I will also argue that that Suicide Squad Attack on Argum, that's a better fucking Suicide Squad movie than the live Absolutely. action Suicide Squad. So one. check that one out if you haven't, listener. Speaking of Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 2 uh, will happen, though, after 2020, likely to be 2021, will have a slightly altered roster. It will also not be directed by David Ayer. Wah, wah. Uh, the DCEU has been mapped out to about 2025. The Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie is up in the air right now. They're leaning on the edge of approving it after the success of Deadpool, but may use it as an HBO show. That's all the rumors. And look, listen. Well, there's a couple more at the end. Oh, there is? Uh, well, yeah. If you The next part, it says, it definitely seems like George Miller will direct a DC film, film sooner than later. Oh, as well as, as, well as JJ, which now ah. he's going to have Star Wars, Star Trek, DC, and uh, wow. That's a lot of shit going down. Look, listener, by the time you hear this, you will know which of these came true. And well, they, we won't know everything because a lot of this is revealing plot points. That's that, true. That's not going to be revealed in... Any sort of conference that they have or what they're doing tomorrow. That's a fucking, that's a crazy rumor dump. We will discuss what happens during their live access thing in our next episode. Can I just say something about the rumor dump? Yeah. 
I mean, we've seen stuff like this posted on Reddit. I remember talking about Spider-Man's plot on Reddit. Yeah. The new Spider-Man coming out, and it looks like that's not real. So take it with a grain of salt. I would say any projections more than like two years out, so like till 2018, yeah. also can be taken with a grain of salt. Because yeah. as we've seen with Marvel, who yeah. actually like went on and did an official announcement, they were like, Inhumans is coming out in 2019, and this is coming out, this yep. is coming out. That all changed right away. Inhumans is not even being made anymore. Nope. So anything that you're talking about, like 2020, I'm like, let's wait and see. I don't know if you can, they can, like the movie industry is so fickle that you, I don't know if you can plan. That yeah, plans ahead. are going to change. Right? It, it is interesting that they said the year 2025. Yeah, they, and they kept, and they kept, it seemed like this kept saying 2020. Like it seemed like this kept saying movies were either coming out in 2018 or 2020. And I'm like, what about the other years? I mean, there's, uh, I did. Listen, who knows? They're spending dick loads of money oh, yeah. on on the on these movies, so they need to make sure that they recoup their costs to make the next movie. They can't really say how these things are going to perform, so it's all about the monies that if they, all this shit makes money, all these movies will happen. Yeah, I it mean, it also looks like they're trying to up their. Uh, they're aware, like their transparency with the fans, because when they initially, yes. I remember when they initially announced, and I put this in quotes, announced their original DC lineup. It was in a boardroom. It wasn't even like an, an official. At event. that point, they didn't know. It was super corporate. Like yes. now, so they're, they're tr- they have they're trying to like, but they're slowly figuring out how the yeah. world works now. Well, basically. they want and they want people to be like a little bit more aware of things and a little bit more in on it. As far as uh, I mean, they should have been transparent. Uh, you know, the trend is now every corporation needs to be transparent. You can't hide behind bullshit. Hey, a little late to the game, but hey, it's a good start. Look, if ten, some of these are good, some of these are bad. Hopefully, ten, some of this is true. Yeah, if ten percent of this shit pans out to be true, it's going to be some good stuff. We just spent an hour speculating on stuff that <laughs> tomorrow will be completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's going to happen. All right, you assholes. Let's finish up the news real quick. Uh, in TV side of news, I got a couple of things about Arrow season five that I thought were kind of fun. The first one is Dolph Lundgren is going to appear on Arrow. Oh, shit. Season Whoa, five. Drago. Drago, a <laughs> uh, fucking shitty Punisher. Punisher. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, he's- Universal soldier. He's the <laughs> universal soldier. What's the other movie keep saying Dolph Lundgren titles I love it oh uh, shit <laughs> that movie where he's against the Chinese in- tri- triads or something oh that was uh, showdown in little Tokyo yeah Yakuza I'm sorry all right you got Long Asians uh, yeah <laughs> you got he's He-Man and matches oh shit he was He-Man <laughs> and my favorite master right. of the universe he was in Johnny Mnemonic he was the crazy priest in the, Johnny Mnemonic the Expendables he was in the Expendables as the crazy dude and uh, he's been in a lot of uh, like directed video movies. Yep, quality. So when, when he's in a franchise, does that mean <laughs> it's the end of the franchise? Because he immediately just kills everything. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. I hope- I think that if you use him correctly, he's fine. If you lo- use him like Drago or just use this big goon, then he, then you're cool. Rugs, you. Rugs, you uh, you nailed it. Dolph's character, according to the producers, is a government strongman. He is scary and formidable, and he had a role in some stuff with Taina's family last season. He's a bit of a badass. He's the head of the Bradfa, is what I'm reading. Uh, well, the well, go, but this says government strongman. The other thing that was interesting is they said. The season five flashbacks would be dealing with Oliver's past with Bratva, the Russian crime syndicate. And they also said this will kind of be the last season of flashbacks, uh, sort of. Good. 
<laughs> Let me just say one thing about Dolph. Yeah. Actually, Universal Soldier. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that no. movie. He was actually was it good? pretty good. He was he played a really cool, a really good Yeah, he was good. Marine salt crazy guy that was cutting off people's ears. I feel like I remember like the idea of the movie. That was with Jean-Claude Van Damme, also, right? Yeah, they were both in Vietnam. It was supposed to be like the Terminator, the, like whoever's uh answer to Terminator. I think it was maybe Universal, probably. I don't know. Maybe it would only make sense, but uh, they were both in Vietnam and then they get brought back and turned into super soldiers. And never seen this in run. Yeah, man. This actually movie is actually kind of like a cult I'm, classic. I may have seen it once. I have, uh, I can't, I can't. It's actually remember. pretty entertaining. I, I what it is. Okay. I might have to revisit. And there's been like, there's been like four or five sequels. Yeah. 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 And some of the sequels good. are actually pretty cool too. Really? Like some MMA guys. Yeah. In there. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, so, look, I think Dolph in that role will be a lot of fun. I think he will have a lot of fun. And it'll just be cool to see him. Like, it's just like an iconic B-movie action star. I don't know. It'll be really neat to see him up yeah, there. Like with Oliver. I think it's fun. So, this is what they said about the, the flashbacks. They said, last year, when we sort of realized we were going to go past season five, we basically made a collective decision that season five would be the final year of flashbacks. Oh, shit. Next year, in season six, what we'll end up doing is we'll do some episodes without any sort of flashback. But we've also established over the first four seasons a proof of concept that we can do flashback stories that don't involve what I call the island narrative, even when he's not on the island. So basically they're saying after the island flashbacks are over, they'll actually use the flashbacks to add to the story. It'll tie into the episode and it won't be like a running flashback. But, you know, the flashback, it's a storytelling device. You don't want to overuse it like the fucking they've been doing it. So they got to just let it go. Let go. I, I wish they did after season five, but but you can't occasionally. I think you have to. You got to use a flashback to keep the movie to connect pieces of the story. Well, they 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 wrote themselves into a hole because they said yeah. this is five years ago. And yeah, they continued the flashbacks, and this is the fifth season. So they wrote themselves into the we have to explain how Ali got off the island bit. Yeah, he, they've also said which it sucks because the flashbacks have gotten considerably worse season after season. Well, they once they to. took him off the island. In like the second year, yeah. Then you're like, okay, well, it's not interesting anymore. What's the point of right. all of this? Uh, and they also said they might do flash forwards, and then uh, uh, you know, with flash point, uh, shit might be changed and shit. We don't know, but I thought that was fun. Fucking Dolph Lundgren. Okay, uh, moving on to the Marvel side of things. Uh, there's a great featurette uh, that was put out by Netflix about the music used in Luke Cage. Again, I can't wait for the show. The hip hop influence. Uh, the video's great because Redman's in it. And he's like, yo, this is the show I wanted when I was eight years old. Uh, but clearly, the care they are taking with this show to give it an authentic Harlem voice is so cool. And it really gets me hyped. I hope it's better than the get down. I like the get down rugs. <laughs> oh man. I will battle you on that later. I can, def oh, God, I can defend the get I loved it. I can defend the get down. Uh, so the music supervisor, Adrian Young explains from a musical perspective, uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, who's, uh, was the DJ at a tribe called quest. He's working on the score. Ali and I look at this as we're creating 13 albums. It's 13 episodes, like 13 albums. We have music that is inspired by tribe called quest, but at the same time, inspired by Wu Tang, Ennio Morricone. And we all came together and said, we all want to make something great, not just for black people or minorities, just something great that happens to be based on our culture. 
He's like, it was just one of those things where we have a chance to make history here. Uh, this is going to be very unique. Like, I think that the care for this soundtrack and fitting into the show. I can't wait. I'm uh, I'm also excited just because Marvel's done very well on Netflix so far. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And they're all going to be named after Gangstar songs. Uh, another spoiler I found for uh, Daredevil on Netflix season three. A little spoilery <laughs> bit. Spoiler. I don't know if it's going to be real, but they're saying uh, villain for season three. Bullseye, which makes sense. Just one? Just one bullseye. He's a little thin for like the whole season being the bad guy. That's a good point. Uh, I think he would bring the, the kingpin back with Unless the Unless they like, elaborate on how fucking crazy he actually is, which oh, yeah. I think could be interesting. We could see him become bullseye, you know, and get to know the character. Well, he's this fucking guy that literally is just obsessed with being the best, and then he finally comes across a guy that he can't fucking top. What if his obsession? What if the kingpin hires him to pretend to be Daredevil? Ooh, and like sully his name. Ooh, I like That's that good too. Yeah. I like that. I think if he's in it, like you don't use him a lot. You just use him for a couple of episodes, a couple of key points. At some point, uh, they also said after the defenders, uh, Daredevil realizes he can't do this alone. He needs teamwork. And he's going to give up some responsibility. It's pretty much going to change how he views Hell Kitchen and fighting crime after the Defenders, which is uh, cool. Very cool. Uh, two more things. Marvel, we're talking about streaming. They are uh, trying to take over streaming everywhere and reportedly developing a comedy series based on the new Warriors, but with Squirrel Girl oh, yeah. as the lead, which is a very strange combination. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the new Warriors. I'm sorry. Well, do you know about Squirrel Girl, though? Do you know about Squirrel Girl? I know Squir- she's become like a cult hit, basically. Doreen Green. Doreen Green was actually part of the Great Lakes Avengers, but they didn't want to make a Great Lake Avengers show. She's never been the new Warriors. Uh, and the new Warriors started like in the 90s, and you had like Nighthawk and Speedball. And uh, they actually, and then in the other version, they caused what, what led up to Civil War. That version of uh, New Warriors that were they were reality TV stars, but I feel like they just want to cash in on this uh, latest Squirrel Girl Anna Kendrick cast me a Squirrel Girl fucking thing. Probably yes. The girl from Stranger Things also wanted to play Barb from Stranger Things wants to play Squirrel Girls. Well, this is all it's very early, but uh, yeah. I think that Marvel needs a comedy. I like that it's a comedy sitcom superhero. Show me a what show is it going to be, or what TV channel is it going to be on? They they don't know. They're shopping it around to like streaming services. They're not. I don't think they're looking at network TV. They just want a show on every fucking platform, which I guess it's smart. I, it's smart, but for as a consumer, it's it's expensive. It turns me off. <laughs> well, it just turns me off because I'm like, fuck. If I'm supposed to pay attention to all this shit. Now I'm just going to pay attention to none of it. it. Yeah, it gets to be a little much. Finally, gang, if you're a fan of a Stranger Things, the hot Netflix show of the summer, other than that, a little, little show, little show called Stranger Things that Anthony has yet to watch. Yeah. And that we've had a request from our listener friend, Cameron Gibson, to do an episode on Stranger Things. You got to geek out about this news. Why? Geek boner. Netflix made it official. They're getting a second season, continuing cool. the stories. Of the four kids and their adult counterparts, uh, they speaking to Entertainment Weekly, they explained that old characters will return and be the focus. New ones will be added. New towns may be explored. And the genius sequels of the 80s will be a big influence. I love that. Whereas the first series was 
a bunch of these 80s movies mushed together. They're talking about uh, looking at movies like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Aliens, and Terminator 2 as influences for the second season. Two of those, right? Isn't that great? Two of those being James Cameron movies. Uh, They've also said the Upside Down will be in it, and there'll be some new characters. Uh, Dude, people were losing their shit when... uh, when they heard this, all everybody that uh, watches Stranger Things that I know, they were like, holy shit. I'm very skeptical they're going to capture the same magic. But if they pull it off, I'm going to be fucking happy as hell. I, it's, I love I, the first season. Yeah, I, lo- I like the direction they're going in already. You need the four kids. And I just, I was like, sh- grab some other 80s movies, mush that together, show me that. I like the whole sequel idea. 80s action movies? Yeah, 80s action <laughs> sequel. So you get like Stallone and yeah. uh, Schwarzenegger and Jean Claude Van Damme to all hang out with you. <laughs> Maybe there'll be more explosions Steve and Seagal. more accents and funny lines. Just bigger, better, more explosions. Yeah, that's right. That's but the thing is, those movies didn't cost that much. No, they didn't. Right. And the they time, were still entertaining. Yeah, at the time they did. I mean, uh, fucking, you can watch Temple of Doom now and you see puppets and little fucking models. Like, it's clearly little models and puppets in there. But whatever, it's the works. Nobody gives a shit. There's also a cool tre- uh, teaser trailer that just has the episode titles of next season. And there's nine episodes. One more. Than last season, all good nice. stuff. Is eleven going to be part of this? Well, they didn't. They didn't say anything about eleven, and I think that's smart because that's the one thing you don't want to spoil. Okay. So they didn't say anything about eleven. They wouldn't talk about it, which I like that they left it up in the air because that'll be what people want to know coming back. Anthony, you got to watch the show. I will. I will. Okay. That's it for the news, listener. Moving on. After these messages. Are you afraid of what goes bump in the night? Have you or your friends ever pondered a conspiracy? Do you want to know more about the unknown? If so, then put on your tinfoil hat, sit down, and pick up your computer, tablet, or phone. Go to iTunes or YouTube and search for Secret Transmission Podcast and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Follow us on Twitter for updates on shows. At Secret Trans Pod. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Or you can email us suggestions at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at hotmail.com. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JT. Goody, Jacob. Whiskey TK. Hey, Jack and Nerds, this is Insert Coin to Continue. So you've already fucked. All right, all right. Everyone needs to know that. That's, that's too many fucking air horns. Oh. I disagree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. What can you for the Jerk Olympics? <laughs> Just go that first one. I think that Please check us out at insertcointcontinue.ca and on Twitter at credit number two continue. Bye. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. All right, well, first I got to issue this thing right here. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Because we're going to discuss the Night of series, uh, specifically the series finale. Now that it has aired last week, if you caught us, we we kind of uh, sucked this show's dick a little bit. It's it's a good show. Not without its flaws. (laughs) No, no, it is. Now that it's over, 
I feel like Rugboy needs to get in the first. Okay, I feel like we can. He didn't get to talk. No, about it he and, didn't. And so, he needs to rev the engine up. I think you're right because I feel like being a little bit critical of this now, looking back at the whole series. Rugs, why don't you start us off? Your thoughts on how this series ended? I actually enjoyed a lot of this. Whoa, um, Rugs actually liked something. Okay, but <laughs> let me just say that as it goes on, I feel manipulated by how they introduce Nazir because the way he acts in the first episode yeah. is not characteristic of a person who does all the things that you find out he did in his, in his childhood. I see what you're you know saying. what I mean? He's a yeah. darker person than you think. And so for him to be as kind of like, like, uh, like a, a, sort of a, yeah, a deer, a babe in the woods you know, like yeah. about everything. Yeah. A deer in headlights look all the time. Like, I was like, oh, man, this guy's harder than you think. Like, he fucking pushing dudes out of the stairs, through, selling drugs, lying to his parents. You know, like, that's something like stealing your dad's cab is like, should be a nothing to him at that point. Because he's already lied to his parents hey, about look, all kinds of shit. Here's my argument, my counter to that. Growing up with a, in a Pakistani Muslim family where your parents are religious, you lie to your parents about everything. Even stuff you don't think. You have to lie about. You can't tell them. Yeah, so you're like a ninja at lying at this point. I, absolutely, I am. Like, uh, that's I like, kind of relate to that. Your mom doesn't know anything you're doing no. right now. No, because <laughs> it's no for, idea. It's first of all, she wouldn't understand what a fucking podcast is. But it's for her own good. You think I overreact to shit? Where do you think I got it from? The woman would have a heart attack if she knew one tenth of the but shit. But that's the point. You you can lie to her without even trying. It's now. it is kind of you can literally yeah. like probably like you're right. Like just keep any you can walk it you can walk an entire like congregation. I could hide a murder. Yes. But you, you know, his darkness that. does kind of come out just in the fact that he didn't try to call an ambulance and check if maybe she could be saved. He just fucking took off like a fucking scared motherfucker. I, I don't think it, it's not that I understand what Rugboy is saying. It's it's the fact that he was playing such an innocent dude and the fact that he has this dark past, there's no way he would be like the puppy, like he was, yeah. he would be, he'd be a little bit harder than the way he was portrayed in the first two, ep- first two, three episodes. It, it just seems like to, in order to lie and do like, like, like they were trying to build the case against him. Like he, uh, sold these drugs and he sold them at a high profit and he used his prescription and this and that, um, you know, and he never got caught, you know? So, or did he get caught? Did he get caught? Not. How did they not, find not, out? Not with the Adderall. They found out through Facebook yeah, with yeah, all yeah. people thanking him. Yeah. The, they, they, his friend sold him out. Yeah. That's a white collar crime though. Come on. It's nonviolent. <laughs> but that's selling drugs. Like if, if, yeah, if but it's a lot parents different would have that... found out that you were selling drugs, you'd be fucking, they would throw you right out of the Maybe house. They should give him a bigger allowance then. No, look, it's not, vi- it's totally different. Nonviolent. Yeah. If they found but out. He, he does have violent history. But he was being harassed, and it was post 9-11. But he did it twice. He did, he did, it, twice he did do it twice and send both of them to the he, hospital. He did it, he did it <laughs> twice, and the, the gym teacher's saying like he had no remorse. No, yeah, no look yeah. on his face, just cold. And like he, he almost killed the guy. And you know what? He turned convict pretty fucking quick. Like, he caught on really quickly. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Rug. So, was the ending satisfying? Yes. And Why? Um, well, was it satisfying? Well, it's so satisfying that he, I figured that the judgment that the, that the jury had, that they couldn't, 
they couldn't make a decision. I, I thought that was a good way to end it. Yeah. I saw there was a hung jury and then the lady knew that she was wrong because the detective was like, yo, we yep. got the wrong guy. Yep. I, and she just didn't want to prosecute. Yep. So I was like, that's a great ending. Like, that's a pretty good, like, you know, all the strings are all cut. Everything's good. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. I just would have liked maybe, maybe an episode longer. Really? The aftermath, like the epilogue. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. Anthony, last week we talked about, you know, is the killer's identity even necessary to make this satisfying? Well, how did you feel after the show ended? I don't know, like, if I would have been satisfied with anything they did, to be honest with you. It's always hard to wrap up a show when there's so many loose threads in just one episode like that. I agree with Rugby. I would have liked another episode to kind of decompress. And, and I would have been cool with another episode just seeing him in the real world again. Yeah. They give you um, a little bit of that at the end, a little bit, yeah. but I think the whole point of the show was that life moves on, but the people that are affected in a case like this don't yeah. actually move. Like they're different. They're changed forever. Yeah. Does the killer matter? I mean, they, it was, even though it wasn't, they a gave us a killer. Show, yeah. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a whodunit show in the, in the sense, the water cooler talk was all about who did it. Yeah. So did the killer matter? Yes, it did matter because every, that's what everyone was fucking talking about was who fucking did it yeah. and who what the theories were. Was this killer satisfying? It was out of left yeah. field. It caught me. Yeah. They should, have, it, they should have sprinkled me. a little bit more of clues to him. Yes. I that's mean, the only thing. He he came so out of left field that it was like, what? That was and, and, it, and it was so much of like, for me, it was like, these four people are pegged as like the possible killers. Nas... Uh, Hearst driver, black friend, a stepfather, that it was like, no way that any of these four are the killer. It's going to be someone it, else. That was way too I would have liked if they would have given us like like this fifth candidate, and then it was actually one of the five people that they built up to. And it felt like he was almost written in, like he was written into the last episode as being close to yeah. someone. It was like out of left field. Like he was written as being close to Andrea, yeah. even though he was never really a part of this up until that episode. Yeah, it was very kind it was of almost too neat, too, re- too neat. Well, of here's a, of the thing. Why would Box wait till the very end to be like, hey, wait a minute. Where did she come from? I didn't fuck. You didn't inv- check this out before. Yeah, there was a lot of things. That's the thing that I think was the weakest part of the show is that things that were obvious that should be done. Yeah. were never discussed. Like when Nazir goes into, you know, get he gets uh, put into jail and he's talking to Box for the first time. He doesn't say what he did. Right. And he doesn't say it any time. And, and never does anyone mention, hey, this guy had no fucking blood on him when we caught him when he woke up. Uh, I really wish they had brought that up. But what I want to say overall, the series, like you said, Anthony, it wasn't a whodunit, but it kind of was. It started that with the hook. I think it started really strong, kind of meandered towards the end. But uh, the ending is satisfied in the sense that if this was a Law & Order episode... All those shits, he would have been not guilty. Everything would have been boom, 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 resolved, boom, boom, moving on. I like that this was a very realistic uh, result. Like the deadlock jury is very real. And for all those reasons, when she's looking over to the defendants, when they ask her, does she want to continue? And their face is just like, oh, please don't. Please make it stop. And she's like, nah, I'm done. And I was like, oh, shit. And, I, you know, the final scene made me laugh. It was a great kind of ending to the cat's adventure. Because oh, yeah. all you see is the cat run by and it cuts black. Now, Nas is a fucking cokehead or a crackhead. Crackhead, yeah. His mom crackhead. still doesn't believe him. Uh, his life is fucked. So the lesson is you get and in, you go into fucking jail whether you did it or not. You're fucking fucked. 
Well, can I let me add, add on this? Overall, I really like the show. Yes. I'm not complaining about the show. I'm just being slightly nitpicky. Yeah, no, we um, should be. I did think, based on the evidence that was presented, now obviously we we kind of all an inkling that Nas didn't do it. Yeah. But based on the evidence that was presented, I thought it was almost too cute that they did the lock jury. I think the jury should have convicted him based mm. on that evidence that they had. Huh. I didn't see. I didn't see an argument for him. Not doing it. Yeah, but they poked enough holes. They gave them four people that were on that night. True, but they- there was so much re- overwhelming evidence against him. Mm-hmm. The other point I had was some of the they they painted this as a very realistic show, sort of, you know, with the, how the justice system is and how investigations work and how a Pakistani is treated. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to be that realistic, you can't have holes in your in your actors and the way they're acting. And as Rugboy pointed out. Box not doing a full investigation was kind of disappointing and being like in kind of set the uh, well, what the fuck? If you're going to be a realistic show, then he should have had a realistic investigation. That would kind of didn't work for me as well as Chandra basically oh. throwing away her entire career by uh, making out with. Like, Nas can, can we Nas. talk about that? What I got, I got the sense that they they knew where it wanted to end. They knew they wanted John Stone all fucking eczema up to give this great speech. The speech was fantastic. Anybody else, would have, that speech would have been just typical. Man, you felt it. You felt it. Well, the but, eczema humans him. Yes. Like, oh, wow. And it was a great closing argument. But for him to get there, Chandra has to go down. How do you do that? With this stupid fucking plot of her kissing him and then muling drugs for him. And I never liked any of the scenes where he's swallowing drugs in full view of everyone in the jail. Like, that's what is this? Nobody's fucking paying attention. Why would she mule drugs? It makes no sense. Yeah, that was really out of character. It didn't need to happen. And and they built up Chandra as this like strong female character, yes. and then for her to go down this really fucking weak yeah, path right of away, falling for the convict yes. and basically being like, like I don't oh, like up horrible. until that point it yeah. was like Chandra really gives a fuck about her career. She this is her fucking time to yes. make a mark, and then she's gonna throw it all away by making out with Nas. And you know like, that didn't make any sense. You get the sense that she's doing it for no money because it's the right thing to do. And yeah, well, the minute she kissed him, I was like, what are you doing, you dumb bitch? And, and in this kind of era of like empowering female characters, like what does that say about it? Like that's just the wrong. They kind of fucking Batgirled her, her like Killing Joke. <laughs> they Killing well, Joke Batgirl. I don't really care about the message. I care about the character and what yeah, the character right. would yeah. do. And I think that's more an egregious thing is that you have a character that you've built up, and then all of a sudden, like this weakness is just it's it. it you can't even be a lawyer if you're going to do that. No, right. Why are you, you gotta even... have that wall? Yeah. You know, that flaw was way too big. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Plus him. And, and it, I agree with you, Imran. I think they were trying to get to, well, how the hell are we going to yeah, get Yeah. How do you get there then? Yeah. How are we going to get her off the closing argument? Yep, yep. And that was the only way. And well, not the only way, but that was the way they thought of. It, and I thought it was weak. They could have done a thing where she like goes to investigate like a Dwayne Reed and he like she could have tampered her. evidence. She could have uh, not tampered evidence. She could have done gone somewhere where she shouldn't have or gone in without a warrant. Ah, yeah, and that could you have know. been the thing to to boot like, her. Been an over eager. Oh, sort here, of so here's the other question. So the the uh, the video of them kissing from the jail cell that Freddie got from the guard. Mm-hmm. Next place it shows up is at Stone's office. Stone thinks Box left it there. 
Was this Freddy helping his buddy get out? And if so, why? Because I would think Freddy would want Nas to be his friend and hang out in there. Because he even says at the end, he goes, at the end of the day, it's not so bad in here, is it? Uh, I didn't I didn't understand why he was trying to help. Well, or- he also he says that to him, but then he also says something along the lines of, you don't belong here. Yeah, or like you're. I know that there's innocence in you. Like everybody says, they you're didn't the do real it, deal. But I yeah. actually, yeah, you're the real deal. Yeah. So I think he actually like developed a bond with this guy. Yeah. And it was like cared for him. So he was like, dude, you don't belong here at all. I'm fucking. I'm basically fucking your life by being in here. So you. his his whole he was trying to get that out to to force a mistrial. Yes, and yeah. and there's also the shot of him at the end when Nas is leaving. He's boxing the the heavy bag yeah he can't even stand to look at yeah i love that i was like why isn't he gonna say goodbye oh because it hurts too much yeah really bad boxing even i fucking noticed that that was bad that was bad punches (laughs) this is a a guy who has a scar on his face from an actual gang fight someone show him how to throw a punch on television what the fuck oh shit (laughs) so you get nothing you lose Good day, sir. I forgot to play that clip earlier. Nice. That but works there. Th- there's our, there's our uh, Gene Wilder. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that because I forgot how bad that was. He's like swinging wide, hitting the side. I was like, "What are you doing?" What uh, did you guys do? Were you guys surprised by the uh, who it was or who's going to be the next one to get convicted? The the attorney, Ray? Guy, not the attorney, the financial advisor. Yeah, Ray. Uh, I mean, I, I just remember him as the high dude in Road Trip. By the way, yeah, <laughs> sideburn guy. He, yeah. oh, that's right. So he was earlier in the show. He was there, right? Because he gave Stone yeah, some he, paperwork. He misled uh, Stone. Yes. Oh, the, he was throwing him off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I only liked it because at least they told us who they think it is and who probably what was he it. doing again that made him the like he dated her he wanted money from her and she I didn't understand that here what was he, he was a gambler yeah and he, he lost oh, the money yes he was in debt and he was he needed money from her to pay off his so, debts so he was already in her finances and could control everything so if he just offed her yeah he's gonna get the money he can he can get the money or he could just he can get away with taking. I think he took like five hundred grand from her, and then I, he can just fudge the papers. A I, you know, I, that's fine. I'm okay with but that. Why was she afraid of him though? Because she, she could have just taken the money without doing anything to her. I don't think she was afraid of him. She was just she yelling was. at him, and she then was. she the ran whole off. Thing is, she shed that go somewhere that night, and yeah. oh, she was. Yeah, her. Mm, yeah. The point. video that led tipped off. Boxes, she kept looking kept over her shoulder. Back. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they also, which was. Uh, kind of weird they remember that one scene in the beginning of like, i think the seventh or sixth episode where like there's this black chick that's murdered and boxes oh like, yeah looks just like similar the, uh, mo Andrea. yeah what yeah. the fuck was that so is this guy like a serial killer but that was like a prostitute <laughs> yeah but i mean if this guy's swindling money from wow. andrea i maybe don't know he likes, maybe he enjoys himself a prostitute or two yeah that's possible Maybe he is like a serial killer. I mean, it's and they're going after him. Like they know they got enough, and they're gonna. She was like, "Let's go." I, get I this do guy. like the line where the the DA is like, "Box presents the the DA the evidence," and the DA is like, "But we got too much on the other kid." Yeah, yes. I actually felt like that's real. Fuck, like I yeah. feel like a DA would do that. There was we a got, we, we got yeah, this in the bag. Yeah, well, and that's why I think Box maybe didn't investigate. Because uh, he felt he had the guy, but then I always felt like he didn't think he did it. That Nas well, did. He didn't it. prosecute right away. That was yeah, the whole he thing. waited a it's long like time. I love that line though. Totoro says something like, uh, "You know, uh, Nas's innocence was uh, was done the night of four forty five until the ten minutes when they took him down. He was, uh, you know, he was already presumed guilty or whatever." Really good line. Good shit. I felt bad very as well, Eczema. Very well work. written. Yeah. Very uh, for the most part, great camera work. 
just a couple points here. A couple and there of little like, things, but overall, amazing, fucking compelling television. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that there's a lapse in reality when you're sitting there and you have the 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 kid gets brought to jail and doesn't tell him that he left the building and came back in and they cut his hand on that. That would have that would at least. They were all guessing at that. Point. I know. Well, I, that's what I was. Yell- Dude, the first two episodes of the show, I'm literally yelling at the television, telling Nas, just fucking tell them what happened. Yeah, what are you waiting he, for? He, he's an idiot. He's a fucking, I, I get it. You're scared, but you're being stupid. And he's like the knife. Uh, but he doesn't even tell John Turturro his lawyer. Anything. I know. And, and, the, and he held back a lot of shit. Like the time Chandra was like, wait, he did what? Like, they didn't know anything about his past. What an asshole. Yeah, I mean, is that how it works? That you don't tell your lawyer anything? I feel that, that could set you free or that could explain why you have a wound on your hand? You, Dude, but- I, I, I didn't understand. I'll, okay, this is another. Now, you guys are bringing up another nitpick. I didn't understand Nas's character at all because if this. Okay, so like Rugboy brought up like him being a lot more than meets the eye, which they didn't portray in the first two um, episodes. But then like if he is this smart of a kid. Yeah. Like, why is he getting tats of Sinbad on Ugh, his hand? That's the most and why is he tatting thing. himself up like that? Like, Ugh. why is he getting a tat on his neck? Yeah. Like, he, I know the prison is corrupting him, but, like, he's. I thought he was smarter. Yeah, than you that. could put it somewhere else. It didn't, like, when he shaved his head, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't be this stupid. But is this... If he did that without the protection of, of that dude... Yeah. Then... It makes sense because he's trying to project, but he was already had protection. He right. didn't even do any of that. So did you guys get the feeling that the, the darkness was in him and jail brought it out or that the prison made him a convict like really quickly? I, you want to know what I think? Yeah. Yes. It's do you really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. No, I do <laughs> um, this is the thing. Uh, and uh, Imran can probably speak to this. Um, I can to a certain degree. Uh, when you're when you're raised in a household that's so strict and so old world, uh, you know you feel like prison's almost like a vacation because you can actually live out some of these things that you want to like be that you want to be a bad guy. You want to be kind of tough, and you 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 you're not allowed to. So maybe that's a little bit of that wish fulfillment. Okay, he, he gets to be like his his dark self. That you know, that rugs that hits home because you know why? For me, that was all of college. Oh shit! Was I was like I could do whatever I want, and you just answered a question. I in my head, I was like, why would you just start smoking crack out of nowhere? But that's kind of why he's was dabbled in dry. He could literally do what everyone else is doing. It. It's like a college. It's like college, just a lot worse. <laughs> and then I, I've seen food. that with uh, with cousins too, and not me personally, but cousins that have strict parents yeah. and they end up not, they end up rebelling like crazy I, yeah. to answer your question. Um, Imran, I think they, what the show was trying to portray is that prison brought the darkness already out of him. Like mm. he already had the mm-hmm. darkness and mm-hmm. prison just was like accelerated that growth. Listen, parents, if you're listening, let your kids do what they want. Early let them do on. what the fuck they because want. Because if you don't, it, they're going to do worse things when they're older. Because they have to get not it all in every out. case, Imran. No, every single fucking case that person <laughs> will be. You, it's a because I like you because it kind of stunts you when you start doing it. Then it just keeps going. Now, if you, it's not taboo early on, there isn't that urge to just keep doing it. I think I think in every case. 
<laughs> Anyways, friendly You're parenting crazy. advice from someone who doesn't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's great. That's just speaking it just to- depends on what your outlook of the world is. Yeah. You know, like if you, it depends on how strict you are. That's awesome. Like yeah. if you're if you're having a, an oppressive family, then yeah, I I could see that breaking out of that and just going buck wild. Yeah, might be appetizing. But I think a lot of people acquiesce. It does depend on your character and willpower. It was, reminds me of uh, Bobby Boucher and Waterboy. Uh, Bobby Boucher, my mama, my mama, mama. Gold, eh? Bobby, come here, Bobby Boucher. Benjamin Franklin is the devil. <laughs> See what happens when you hamper, you hamper your kid early. He turns it. I like free. boobies, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but uh, like the, I, I, this really had a special place in my heart. Much like cereal, just the story of these Pakistani immigrant families are kind of becoming commonplace now, and it's kind of cool to see. You know your people. So, if this story was not about a Pakistani, would you like it as much? Uh, I, I don't know if it would work as well. It's interesting to bring that up because this was based on a BBC drama called Criminal Justice, where it's the same thing except it's a white guy cab driver in London. If you're gonna set this in New York about a cab driver, I don't think it works as as well because I think that having the oppressive parents, oh yeah, and that whole idea of nine eleven and people. You know, doing that, I think that that rings true to a lot of people living here that we've experienced that type of stuff. I mean, the, you know, that's the beauty of the show is it was about corruption, about racial inequality, about injustice, about the criminal justice system, about how we deal with our neighbors that are different and shit. Like it, it, it touched on all those things very well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if you're going to do a show about a, a cab driver in New York, it's going to have to be a packy guy. That's all. I, I mean, it works. It works, especially in this time with the current political climate and the the remarks candidates are making. Yeah, about Muslims. So I think it it just added an it added it, the show could work. It just added an extra layer to the yeah. show. Yeah, absolutely. Gives it a little bit more. Yeah, because I feel bad for the dad when they didn't want to have a cab with him. Well, you feel bad, and then you feel bad like with the press saying yeah. things about yeah. him, like. He's a kid from New York. What are you talking about? You know what's ironic? He's not going to be extradited. He's not going to. He's not going to have to be extradited. He's not running to Pakistan. There's, yeah, there's the thing, and like that's why I. Yeah, maybe they could have padded out the end a little bit because when he does come out and you see the community looking at him and him now he knows how to stare fucking people down like that dude Amer who who, who testified against him comes into the star. He gives him the fucking prison stare. Uh, you're like now. I, I like that scene a lot because you notice that in a lot of like minority or even like European small tight knit communities. Yeah. It's like you shame the community. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. Especially you being this kid grown here, you have all this privilege, you know, your parents sacrificed so much and you shamed us. This is what's shitty about ethnic communities. And I deal with this all the time. Like my mom is Pakistani, this culture, they, they care too much what the community thinks. And she always yeah. brings this up and I'm like, who cares what they think, how it's going to look. It's always like, how is this going to look on me? Because you want to know what 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 adds to that is that they they're holding on to that community for dear life, yeah, and they think they can't survive without it. And yeah. once you once you realize that you can integrate and be independent of that, and kind of like you could do whatever you want, yeah, like it, that's the liberation that you that this country provides. But I how think. about the community adapt some of their old fucking traditions and that's modernize? That's not going to happen because no? you're bringing, you're, you're bringing the old country to, to the new country. Yeah. Right. 
what I think I mean this is taking the discussion to a whole nother level, but you notice in a lot of ethnic very ethnic conservative communities, like like let's say one of the kids starts dating someone that's not of the same race. Yeah. Oh my it's god. That's a big deal. Absolutely. That's a big deal. Everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? At the same you're, time, you're ruining the community. You're even, you're tainting the blood. You don't even have to be of of a completely different race you could just be slightly slightly different yeah like a yeah. different uh subsection what's right. interesting in my family as time has gone on and i love this there have been more and more like white people getting married into the family to where i'll show up to like a a party and there's like a bunch of white people who i'm kind of related to i'm like hey what's up and that's because that old generation kind of fades yeah. away yeah. and the yeah. new generation it's very up. interesting and now we're getting all these mixed so babies you know all these beautiful like cross gray you know, uh, all color babies, and they're always very attractive children, I find. Anyways, what do you mix? Just like dogs. Just like dogs, yeah. <laughs> one, one more quick thing yeah. about that show. Yeah. Um, remember that scene where Nas's brother is spray painting lockers red? Yeah. What the fuck? What was that? This brother was another red herring, I think. Well, just, why, why did that happen? What, he, I what, thought the, was that, that him like, was nothing. Was that him like acting out and vandalizing shit? I don't know. I guess that's what it was, but I thought there was going to be more to that. Love didn't it. something happen to the brother? Like the school didn't want him to go there anymore. Oh, he, he was he, wasn't he getting into fights? He's getting oh, no, into they, yeah, people were starting shit with him in yeah. the school. And they kicked him, him out. out. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, man. He can't, you know. All, he's fucked up his whole family's life, and he didn't even do anything. It's crazy. Yeah. All, if he just not, all he had to do is tell that girl to well, get out of the by, camp. By, by the end of it, though, I got the impression that. Nas even questioned if he did it or not. Dude, remember when they, at the that end, was the, a the, great the, line where she's yeah, like, the DA just fucking did you kill her? him so much? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, fuck, they're going to convict him. Why'd you say <laughs> that? And even with that, a deadlock jury. But you, Nas doesn't even know if he did. Like, he didn't necessarily get off. Yeah. Because the jury was like, no, you're innocent. He got off on a technicality. Yeah. Complete so technicality. In Nas's mind, he's probably like. Did I kill her? And, and in the community, guy, there's no there's no closure. They all think he still did it. Right. Fuck. That's fucked up. What? Where do we go from here, though? Well, I don't, mean, know, I don't think you can. Can you? Is there? You can't do it. I don't think you no, should do I another think one. You got to do a whole different case. Right. Maybe you could have a whole different case, but maybe you can call back to it, like in like a side thing. Maybe you could follow John Turturro's character. A yeah, and then you might see Nazir pop back in or something. I don't know if they're going to do a season two. I don't know if it's this was a, it was show. you know the HBO picked this up because it was a limited series run specifically. Mini but you series. know HBO wants people to watch their shit. Yeah, and this like this was an awesome fucking show. How many people watch this? Was this did it uh, do good Let numbers or does any is there any information out for that or anything? I'll look it up. Uh, what's interesting is the next big thing in October that will be probably the next water cooler thing is uh, Westworld with Anthony Hopkins. Did you guys see that trailer? Do you think that that's going to be big? I'm not sure. It's a very interesting trailer. Uh, it's pretty much based on the Michael Crichton book about it's kind of like a Matrixy thing. This guy just creates a world and artificial humans, and they don't know that they're not real or they're being controlled. Uh, I feel like it has Let potential. Me, can I answer Rugboy's question yes. real quick? So I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, Night of, when it debuted, did 774,000 viewers, same wow. day viewers. Wow. On HBO. The finale yeah. did triple that number. 2.2 million people came and watched it just on the same day, and that's not including DVR, HBO Go, HBO Now. So, uh, 
I see a thing this here. Was, uh, this was a pretty strong growth. Deadline That's says to three million. Well, yeah. yeah. Deadline says with the day uh, for the debut with streaming overall, it's about three million. Yeah. The debut. Yeah. Just so the then debut. You, if I mean, if it did triple same day, you could say this nine million. Probably that's watch that's this. fucking. That's pretty good numbers for HBO. How many people that's watch uh, Game of Thrones? There, a lot more people. Really? Yeah. You got to remember though, HBO is not even on base. It's you got to you got to pay for it. Cable. Yeah, exactly. So HBO is premium television. Listen, great job these by are good numbers. For really good numbers. For great HBO. job by this producer director Steven Zalian. Z- I don't know how you say his name, but he kind of spearheaded the whole thing. This is his first TV producing gig. He wrote on fucking Schindler's List and some other good stuff. And this is his first foray into television. And I love the way it was shot and filmed and everything. So, well, I'm reading here too that uh, True Detective, which was on HBO experience a growth spurt that was similar yeah smaller but similar yeah and that convinced hbo to order a second season of it which was not good which was not yeah. good but yeah but when ratings increase like that over a span of episodes especially yeah. that much yeah hbo has decisions but, to make but hbo is weird because they were killing it with deadwood and uh cut too early they're killing it with rome now that was expensive that got cut Game of Thrones is fucking hella expensive, but they're all in on that. I think they need to start uh, getting some other some other things to support it on. I think the Game of Thrones is way bigger than Rome, though. Oh, okay. So that there that justifies the the price and the the time. Yeah, the Game of Thrones is the most successful thing they've ever done. They thought, uh, you know, uh, more than Sopranos? than Sopranos. You think? I think it's the same as Sopranos. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I think because and isn't it there's only like two seasons left. They got to be freaking out a little bit trying to think of what. Yeah. So they got to now find the next thing that's going to. It could be it could be a DCEU property. You never know. (laughs) You never fucking know. I don't know. It has to be something that has that broad appeal. That yeah. So Game of Thrones has got all of these different characters and all of these different plot lines, and it's but it's soap opera. opera. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And so women can get into it. Yeah. And uh, it's not so heavy on magic. You know, there's a lot of sex and, and shit like that. Mm, so, so, right, I it's, mean, the, it's a good formula. Yeah. It, they need something like on that level. Well, I'm reading here. They interviewed Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And uh, he was saying, I think it was conceived as a, as a one-off season. But if there is a second season, they might do a different case like they did with the British version of the set. Oh, uh, so it was like anthology. So like cases. Rugboy talked about yeah. a different sort of investigation. Mm-hmm. Here's something else that I thought was ironic. While the show was on, one Brendan Dassey from Making a Murderer. Anthony, remember the Brendan Dassey? Yeah, I do. While the show is on, his conviction gets overturned and he gets out of jail. Oh, shit. Almost mirroring the goddamn TV show, sort of a little bit, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, ironic. Dancy should never have been in there. I think he's what one more night of plot. They're saying this is just a rumor, but they could tackle a case where a domestic abuse victim is convicted of murder. Ooh, and the ramifications of that. Uh, so someone, so someone who is raped, yeah, is accused. Murders, comes oh, back and kills her oh shit, that's pretty good. Rapist. I like that. Huh, what? Ooh, yeah. Does that? Oh, I like that already. Show me that show. <laughs> Is it on yet? Fuck. <laughs> Not yet. John Turturro, though, has Eggsman. He's ready to film. That's right. Keep with the fucking. Send him some chopsticks. All right. That's uh, good, good stuff. I'm glad uh, we got. You, we all got to enjoy this fucking show. Yeah, and it got into a deeper conversation yes, about yes. The ethnic, conservative ethnic groups. I think that's. Can a- I? Uh, can I just bring up one thing? Yes. Yeah. I saw this thing 
um this uh this weekend or this week. Uh it's uh Final Fantasy King's Glaive or something. That's what it's called. Glaive and King's Glaive and Glaive. It's, it's like the third uh movie made by uh SquareSoft or Sony right. with all the three th- the CG 3D characters. Yes. Okay. Amazing effects on some of the characters. There's the, they created this guy. It looks he doesn't look like a real human being, but it's as close as I've ever seen. Whoa. And uh the rest of the characters not so much. You could tell that they spent all their time and money the on dude. this one guy. But uh it was actually pretty cool. Like um they all kind of like um they're these knights that defend this futuristic realm. If you ever played Final Fantasy, it's like the future and the past kind of amalgamated into one universe. And um I just thought it was a spectacle. I, it wasn't a good movie. Is it new? When did it come out? Uh, it didn't. I don't know if it came out yet. Oh, it's coming I out. I looked it up, and I think you can see it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, well, you know, I didn't really pay the. There's a showtime in. Uh, yeah, there's a showtime in one of my local theaters. Oh, it's out. Yeah. I never was a big Final Fantasy fan. I didn't really play, but I did appreciate how there's probably the fucking most realistic uh, CGI people oh, I've the, ever the cut seen. The cutscenes in Final Fantasy were always, I think those changed the game. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need people anymore. I think this was supposed to be a cutscene at one point, but mm-hmm. then the game got trashed, but they had all of these assets. So they just continued to, to finish it and make it into a movie. Why did the game fall apart? Just people got tired of 15 Final Fantasies? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. It's a lot I of really Final don't. Fantasies. I believe they're like on Final Fantasy 30 or something if you count all of the but ones in I, Japan and shit. I do find it very weird that we're talking about like uh, diversity a lot. This this is not very diverse. Oh, no. It's all white people all the time. It's weird that it's Japanese people that made it. <laughs> Because and I thought I'm looking for the Asian guy. There's no. like two Asian characters on the side. It was made by self-loathing Asians. Like they just like the white race. They want everybody. They don't want people to look like themselves. They see that every day. They can put in fucking white, good-looking people. That's what I think. I just think you could make if you're gonna make somebody, you can make anything. You can make something that's completely like race non-specific. You can make something that's not even like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You can do that. I mean, whatever, but I I feel like this guy looks like <laughs> the guy from Maroon 5 a little bit. Like, I wonder if that's what, the, what was Wait, the Adam? Uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, it looks like kind of Adam Lambert. Well, they had uh, Aaron Paul doing one of the voices. Who yeah, he was, I think he was the main guy. What's the movie called? King's Glaive. Final Fantasy, King's Glaive. Yeah, King's Glaive, Final Fantasy 15. What's a glaive? The fuck is a glaive? A glaive is a knight. Oh, what? Okay, why didn't they just say King's Knight? Oh, I guess that's stupid. A lot of K's. It's it's their stupid name. Glaive and Blaven. All right, I'll put a link to that uh, in the show notes, listener. If you want to check that out, uh, let's. We just got a few show bits, and then we're gonna peace out. Doc and nerd. I just want to shout out uh, this wonderful charity campaign uh, again that David Malofsky and our friends over at A Place to Hang in Cape are doing. They are kickstarting a calendar that's all about anti-bullying. It's in uh, collaboration with the Anti-Bullying Alliance, and it's going to have drawings of kids uh, of themselves. Kids draw themselves as superheroes, and then an illustrator will flesh it out. Each month we'll have both drawings. 
I will be doing one of these drawings. It's very exciting, uh, but they need to raise funds to print the calendar. So I will put a link in the show notes. They're 20% funded. We have until November 2016. 10% of the funds go to the Anti-Bullying Alliance, uh, and it's a great cause. I'll, maybe I'll put the audio of uh, Malofsky's video from Indiegogo at the very, very end of the episode so you can hear it from the man himself. Yeah, do that. Also, uh, September, it's September. So last year with them, they did a fun thing called Spider-Timber. And we did a bunch of shows uh, just talking about Spider-Man, celebrating Spider-Man. We talked Spider-Man. about Rug Boy's favorite uh, Dan Slot. Every episode yeah. was about Dan Slot and how awesome he is. Isn't that right? Oh, shit. Rugs? Yeah, he's the greatest. <laughs> he knows everything there is to know about Spider-Man. Dude, uh, in the latest episode of Spider-Man. He is the authority on Spider-Man, apparently. Yes. These clones. I like Dan Slott so much, I'd like to take all the comics he wrote and rewrite them. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's just, that's very, that's a huge compliment. You know, who doesn't want, he's fucking with clones again in the book. Anyways, this year, <laughs> what they're doing is, they're, it's called Small Timber. Hashtag Small Timber. They're celebrating the little heroes, both in and out of Comics. So this includes like small press comics, kid heroes, real and fictional kid heroes, and shrinking heroes like Adam or Ant-Man. Everything's small for Small Timber. And we're going to talk to a couple of guys in the small press uh, this month. You're going to hear from them uh, that uh, Place to Hang Your Cape supports and maybe turn you on to some smaller press books because... Really, the mainstream two superhero books, uh, they're kind of lacking a little bit, and uh, I need to find some good stuff to read, pretty much. However, Rebirth, though, they sold uh, like 12 million copies. They fucking, that thing, that thing did better than New 52 uh, launch. Uh, So That Watchmen effect. But uh, is it going to last? I think think once people found out that they had the Watchmen in there, they were like, all right, I got to check this out. I mean, and it's a lot of number one issues. So uh, the number one always is going to be a good job, but they. I, I admit that I bought some. I bought some too, dude. They, DC's killing it in sales. But let's pick up some small press books like Paradox Girl or some other fun stuff that. Snot David, Girl. Snot Girl. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. All right. Brian Lee O'Malley, dude. Oh, it's, uh, it's the Scott Pilgrim guy. I love his stuff. Yeah, that's right. He, he doesn't draw it, though. He just writes it. He just writes it. Right on. And uh, another great bit of news, everybody. We have a new Patreon on uh, Patreon. We have a new patron. Geek Boner. We have a new member of our exclusive Jock and Nerd fan club that you can find at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Thank you very much to Brett Zdafka, who uh, wrote in. Remember? Wow, you got that name. Is that how is that here to do it? I don't know. I, I got okay. it. It rolled off the tongue though. It felt good. I would have gone Brett Bizdefka. <laughs> Biz, I think the B is silent. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, he along with Zika's Viral Comics, Jimmy McPike, Jesse Looney, a place to hang your cape, Philip Milan, our hook are supporting the show on Patreon. Part of our exclusive fan club. I can't thank you enough. Remember Brett wrote in? He works for that live streaming company, BoxCast, and he sent oh, that's in a, that guy? Yeah, he sent in a very oh. nice email how he listens to us every week. Thank you so much, Brett. You the man. Terrific. Get one of those. Yeah. Uh, if you, listener, you want some bonus content, if you want to join the exclusive fan club, remember Foom from Marvel in the 70s? Nobody's going to remember this. Uh, we we consider our Patreon as a virtual tip jar, but even more than that, our 
fa- exclusive fan club for as low as a yeah, dollar. Yeah, because you you get shit when you yes. donate more than a, when a dollar or less. Just or like, more, sorry. Yeah, just like back in the day where you would join like these fan clubs and they would send you like a little pog and a certificate and a thing. Same thing, only everything's digital. For as little as a dollar a month, you're going to get access to a private feed where you could ask us questions. It's like a lockdown Facebook feed, but there's tons of bonus content, full episodes, outtakes. Instant reactions. Instant reactions to movies. Rugboy has a series of ringtones that you can download and put on your phone and make your phone say Rugboy shit every time it rings. Oh, shit. It's awesome. (laughs) Sometimes I'll do a rant and send it in, too. Yep. Yep. Jogginer.com slash Patreon. Listener, join the fan club. Support the show. We're almost close to covering our media hosting costs. Very exciting. Whoa. Good stuff. If you want to get in touch with us by other means, go to Jogginer.com slash contact. Also, if you want to really help the show, go on to Jogginer.com slash review and write us a nice rating and review because that just bumps us up to that iTunes bitch. Fuck yeah. We love our reviews. Uh, and uh, you'll get every show automatically right into your pocket, right on your device. It's that easy. Rugs, where can they find you if they want to say hi? You can find me on Twitter. I don't know where the fuck you guys are, but you guys got to <laughs> go to Really Rug Boy on Twitter and find me because I, I I'm slacking in the, uh, in the followers department. Listen, I want to be a thousand dude, not like a five hundred dude. Get let's get the numbers. If Rugs is not in the dumpster behind the Subway restaurant, you can find him on Twitter. That's where he lives. That's right. <laughs> really <laughs> Rugboy <laughs> at Really Rugboy. Finally, listener, just tell a friend. Find someone who loves all this shit. Find someone who listened, who watched the night of, and uh, thinks Nas did it, and run up to him, give him one of these. Jock. And nerd. And be like, Nas didn't do it. And run off. Or any, any anybody who likes the MCU, DCEU, comic books, geeking out in general. We're way better than Kevin Smith's show. I'll tell you that much. Oh, shit. <laughs> A hundred times. Uh, have you seen any of that, Ruggs? No. Okay. It's, uh, what was it? Don't watch it. it. It's, uh, it's very jump-cutty and... Uh, it's... It, it's, it's- Entertainment Tonight yes. or uh, extra, Ex- extra like, Access Hollywood, but for comics. Geek version. But where is it? Where it's on it? AMC. AMC. Oh. Yeah. Like late at night, like yeah. new, like midnight or 11, 11 like p.m. Like Comic Book Man? Is that the same, the same slot. No. More, it's it's not even that nerdy. It's more like they get actors and like talk about comic book related It's Kevin Smith and, and Greg Gunberg. And uh, they get guys like J.J. Abrams, Charlie Cox, Jeff Loeb. They talk to uh, Nathan Fillion, Alan but Tiddick. It's a, it's a half hour. It's, so it's real quick. It's tw- and it's like 22 minutes with commercials. So yeah. you have to – it's very cut. Like – Little blurb cut to yeah. something else. So there's not a lot of meat to it. There no. is though. I like some of the content. I don't think you just is. have to like get past the fucking production. It's like super produced. It's kind of annoying. Man, I used to love Kevin Smith so much. <sighs> yeah. Have you? Are you gonna watch Yoga Hosers? Are you even interested in that fucking? Thing? I, I'll, I'll give it a whirl just to see it. I haven't like, seen Tusk. I'm not yet. like. I'm not like. Right. Oh my god! I gotta see this shit. I'm clamoring for it. Yeah. Uh, give us Clerks 3. Anyways, I was closing the show. I don't know what happened. Listener, thanks for shoving us in your ear holes. We have geekified you now about 25, 30%. Come back next week. We'll work on that. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. <laughs> he's the jock when he remembers to talk. <laughs> yeah, he's the nerd when I remember to talk. <laughs> Yahoo! We'll hear you next time. Yes, you are. Bro, do you even podcast? 
Who cares? A jock said that. Runaway Do you like superheroes? Do you hate bullies? Do you like supporting charities? Well, good news. This year, A Place to Hang Your Cape is joining forces with the Anti-Bullying Alliance to bring you a brand new calendar on the theme, The Power for Good, to raise funds for Anti-Bullying Week. Back in 2015, we produced a new calendar called Year of the Mockbuster. That calendar featured nerdy dates, like character birthdays, or the time Marty McFly arrived in Future Hill Valley. This calendar will also feature nerdy dates, including major movie releases and heroic events. We've already printed one high-quality calendar, so we know a bit about how to do it, and we need your help to make another. We need your help to raise funds to get the calendar printed with high-quality paper and graph design. We at A Place to Hang Your Cape love celebrating heroes of all sizes, so this year's calendar will feature work by kid artists of themselves as superheroes. The original drawings by the children will be reinterpreted by professional artists. We're donating 10% of all the funds raised to the Anti-Bullying Alliance to help them out financially as well as spread their message around the world. This calendar will be used at fundraising events to raise money and awareness for Anti-Bullying Week. So if you love superheroes, hate bullies, and like helping charities, support us today. (laughs) 